Welcome to Everybody Wants Something, a Degrassi podcast where two black millennials recap every episode of Degrassi from junior high to next class. Because why not? I'm your host, Sonique. And I'm your other host, Lauren. Let's jump in. We're back. We're back, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Yes, very excited. Um, I was nervous. I felt like I jinxed, I jinxed us last time. So I was like, we'll definitely be back next week. <laughs> and I was like, what if something happens again? <laughs> like, that's a big, that's a big setup of like, hopefully we don't mess it up. Hopefully everything's fine. I know. But it is. I have had terrible luck. So I'm like, every every day I make it through the day unscathed. I'm like, this was a good day. It was a good day. I didn't jinx myself yes. all the way. Nope, I didn't. I didn't. How are you doing, Warren? Uh, I'm doing well. I um, just woke up. So, listener and sneak, it's going to be about maybe 15 minutes before I'm at my full capacity um, normal self. <laughs> You're doing great already. You look Thank great, you. too. You don't look like you just woke up. You look, you look fresh-faced. Wow, thank you. That's so nice of you to say. Um, You're welcome. I'm currently still wearing my nightgown and have yet to wash my face. So it's like fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> but I do, I do have coffee in hand, so that's what matters. I saw it. It was like a little bottle. Yeah, uh, it's my water bottle. Uh, oh, I, okay. In the past like week, I broke like three glasses that I have um, <laughs> to drink out of and <laughs> they're for my iced coffees. So uh, we're back, we're back to the plastics. I don't trust myself with like glassware anymore, I guess. So I ordered some like, you know, little tumblers to, you know, drink with a straw <laughs> and take with me to work with iced coffee. So <laughs> That's understandable. You have to you have to know your limits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to know. Evan Evan has broken most of my glasses. We actually need to order more like drinking glasses. We don't have that many drinking glasses. We right. have wine glasses and mugs, but he's broken like my entire set of glasses. And I, I, I almost want to tell him he can't use glasses anymore. Yeah, you're on toddler. You're on toddler mode. You <laughs> yeah, like you're getting the like. <laughs> I mean, this is the time of year to go to Target and get, like, the 50-cent plates and bowls and cups for, like, the college section. Like, hey. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because everyone already, they're probably doing clearance because everyone's pretty much bought their college stuff and mm-hmm. has moved in. Right. It's like Except the for the quarter, the quarter system students like me who started college <laughs> late and all my friends were already gone and I was so sad. Yeah. You're like, I want to get back to my classes. Well, I remember when I was a freshman going to college, that was also the same year or around the same time that like that whole I Love College by Asher Roth came out. Whatever happened Mm. to him? Did he die? I hope not. I hope not either. Can we get a wellness check on (laughs) Asher Roth? Thanks. But like um, everyone is just like everyone's still on Facebook. Everyone would post like photos like they're like parties and like I love college. And I was like, I don't start for two weeks. (laughs) I was so upset. I was like. Fuck you guys. Everyone's like, like yeah, like, oh, college. Like, yeah, we're partying. I'm like, that was my mom's house. The funny thing is, is that, like, <laughs> I was out here, like, at my restricted, like, hella, like, evangelistic four-year college with all the rules I had singing I Love College. 
um, not really understanding like <laughs> the reality of what that's like. But I remember that all of us were like, is all college. about drinking and getting high at college. Yeah, just I love drinking. He's <laughs> <laughs> a It was just we we were kind of like there, being like, listen, we're here in spirit, but like we don't really get it, and that's okay. But it wasn't okay. <sighs> but, that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I but uh Beware, I just want to give a public service announcement to everyone, uh, beware of the kitchen sink because they will uh, chip little holes in your glassware. I broke a few, I like shattered one one glass, um, but the other glasses just got like a little chip, like chipped hole, like right at the bottom, like basically bottom edge of the cup. It somehow dinged the side of the sink. It didn't break the glass, mm. but then it just created this microscopic hole that leaked. And I'm like, why is this? Why is there so much condensation from this one cup? And then I realized it was the water was coming out. It so. was just broken. I once had a bowl just snap in half. It was so like okay, I dropped it, but it, it like just snapped in half. And it was like very because usually you drop something like it'll shatter, just like snapped in half. And it was just like what. I'm not She-Hulk, um, attorney at law. I've never seen that show. I don't plan on ever seeing that show. <laughs> it was not made for me. That's okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, tell me why. <laughs> like, I know it's not, but like every time I see the poster, I think it's Adrian, the season one top model winner, like the <laughs> as an actress in She-Hulk. I know it's not. But like, what if it was? You know, she's like full QAnon. <laughs> I know, but like every time I see it, I'm like, I know it's not Adrian, but like, you can't tell me that it's not Adrian. <laughs> Adrian is having a comeback as She Hulk. <laughs> My Q-Anon. name is She Hulk, attorney at law. <laughs> Adrian was high the whole time, right? I'm. Like either that or she was just like so Midwest that she just had to. They she like just talk so slow. Yeah, it was bad. But I think I mean, was she probably bad. was. I don't know. She, I mean, like her later reality television career, most definitely. But top model, oh, it, yeah, it was. On drugs, yeah. I think she just talked really slow, and then when she was actually high, it just was exaggerated. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm sorry for that noise. There's like a plane or something going by. Lauren, you haven't asked me how Adrian. I'm doing. How are you doing, Sonique? Hmm. <laughs> You're literally I'm wearing upset. like your overalls and I'm like, oh, this is full on punky Brewster Sonique coming out. <laughs> it's Oshkosh Bagosh Sonique. <laughs> I'm having a tangerum. <laughs> I am doing, since you asked, I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing okay. Um, today was a stressful day at work. It's why I'm drinking wine. I have the entire bottle here. I'm not going to drink the whole bottle. Yes. But I do have a bottle of Riesling. I don't really like Riesling. But like, I don't even, this is what I have. I don't even know if I could tell you. I think you. Marley gifted it to me. Marley, I know you're listening to the podcast and that you, you're not. Um, <laughs> I don't like Riesling, but I'm going to drink it because I have it. I don't, I couldn't even tell you. If I've had Riesling before, and I, like, that's not usually the one that I go for. It's a little sweet. It's oh, a little sweet. I'm, like I'm sweet fully in my sometimes. white wine 
I'm in my full white wine era because red wines I found lately just do not agree with my constitution. So I've been drinking white wine, mostly mm. like Sauv Blanc and Chardonnay have been like my two mains. Okay. Um, okay. I went to this Italian restaurant the other day and had a a verdicchio for the first time, and that was very yummy. That sounds like a disease. What's that? <laughs> it's a type of wine. Um, it's like an Italian white wine. I don't know like what else to tell you about it. Um, made from grapes, I heard. Mm. Um, and it's like, um, it was good. It was just like dry and crisp, and um, I enjoyed it. My dinner sucked, though. I've been, I've been eating out a lot, which has been terrible for my wallet. But also, I'm like, mm. I'm in New York. I should, I want right. to explore. And the first Italian restaurant I went to was horrible. And I was so upset. So I'm like, this is, a, this is like New York. It should be like amazing. And the food was awful, but the wine was good. So oh. it's like the one plus. I just, the thing is, how are there bad Italian restaurants? Like, how do they do that? How do you, how are you bad at Italian food like that? You know what it was? The, f- the, the What made it bad was that it just was, it just tasted like something I could have made when I was like 18. Like I had this, um, mm. I got pomodoro, which is a very simple dish. Um, and I mean, some people wouldn't get that at a restaurant because like you can just make that. But like, yeah, could I maybe? Possibly. But I had a really good pomodoro a, a few months ago in Chicago and it just like really hit the spots. So I was really in, in the mood for that. And right. It, this one was literally just like some penne with tomato sauce on top. It wasn't even like there's no fresh basil. It wasn't like Ugh. it didn't the, the the pasta was overcooked. It just tastes like something I like. They took ragu and dumped it over the pasta. I'm like this isn't what I wanted. So, um, mm. but you know what? And in, in two months, I'll be going to Italy for my honeymoon. So I'm very excited to do wow. that and get some amazing food, hopefully made by a mean Nona. That's what I want to do. I want to. Get, I want to go to someone's house and I want them to make me food. But I don't know. If Literally, do I've been thinking Italians about that. Racist. I've been thinking about that more about like, what what do I want to do in life? What are some things I want to do and like and see? Because um, I'm kind of looking towards like, in the next past year, like what's going to be happening, life wise. Um, and so I'm like, ooh, I would love to go to like different countries and do like um uh not internships but apprenticeships or like kind of like live in like cooking schools and like because i know italy does those and i could see you doing that yeah and doing like a few no i'm not even i'm not even just trying to be like a supportive friend i actually could see you like oh i moved to to parma and now i'm just like I just like work at this restaurant. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like I'm learning how to make handmade pasta. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So so yeah, I but that that like literally made me think of that because I've been thinking like, oh, Italy would be so nice and different, you know, just different countries. So look out, world! You could see me coming soon. That's amazing. I hope I I genuinely hope you do that. And when just let me know when you're gonna be there. I'll get my flights and I'll come visit you. Okay, um, I can't wait. That that'd be wonderful. Yeah. Um. Before we jump into this week's episodes, do we have any hordes from the people? We sure do. 
Um, so I want to give a quick shout out to Caroline, who just sent us a DM, like, within us recording. Um, and they said they sent us an article uh, by The Star. Um, and it's an interview with some different uh, Degrassi cast members and production staff um, reminiscing oh, cool. about... Degrassi and then talking about the HBO reboot um, and the article is called if you if your life was a show this would be it former Degrassi alumni reminisce as HBO prepares for to reboot beloved franchise so um, yeah it's uh, by the Toronto star uh, oh, okay <laughs> I was like, What's what's the like? Yeah, kind of. The star is like a the star is a is a tabloid, right? So it's like interesting. I was like, okay, that's interesting profile about the star, but that's fine. I mean, listen. But I think the the like URL starts with www.thestar.com. So I was like, okay, right. Um, But thank you, Caroline, for that. Um, Thank you. And we also got a DM from Finn. Um, thank you for the phonetic spelling. <laughs> um, and they said, hi, broomheads. First off, just wanted to say that I love your pod from Black Millennial to two others. Thank you. I yeah. finally caught up and just wanted to say I cackled at your reactions to Moonlight Desires. Um, and that was uh, the episode where Marco and, oh, God, what's his boyfriend's name? Dylan. Dylan? Um they ended up breaking up uh, and they said that they cackled at your reactions to Moonlight Desires. When in doubt, Kiss Craig has been my personal mantra since 2005. I knew I know exactly who I am. True <laughs> shit. I refer my friends to your pod after I've discussed Degrassi on mine because y'all do a better job than me. LOL. And they said, got a jet. Aww, stop it. Finn. <laughs> got a jet. <laughs> oh damn it! I didn't even say it right. Got a jet. There we go. Thank you, Sadiq. <laughs> well, thank you, Finn. That was lovely. Thank you. <laughs> and we got another DM from Allison. We got two first-time DMers, so we got Allison and Finn. So Allison says, Ooh, "Nice." Hey, Lauren and Sneak, longtime listener, first time DMer. Love the pod and I'm so happy that you are back at it. Listening to the last episode got me thinking about how Manny had a brother she mentioned once and then never again. Seeing how easily Joseph took to shunning a child, I realized it's because he's done this before. What do you ladies <laughs> think? <laughs> Allison coming in. She's like, I've done the research. Um, seeing how easily Joseph took to shunning a child, I realize it's been done before. What do you ladies think Brother Santos did that made Joseph so mad (laughs) he not only disowned him, but forbid the family from ever mentioning him again? Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Thanks for everything you do, Allison. Joseph! (laughs) Joseph Okay, my first... Problematic, damn. <laughs> my first thought of one of my favorite musicals is Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> like, listener, if you have you listened to 
Have you seen Filler in the Roof on the Roof? Yes, I just had a flashback to us. We and our like very cool 16-year-old selves would like yell at each other down the hall, tradition. Tradition. I think we had some, we had some other inside <laughs> joke that we somehow we said something in that tone, but I can't remember. It'll come back to me later, I'm sure. Yes, I do. What's the name of the rabbi son? The rabbi son. I don't know, but like, uh, <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love um, a filler in the roof. And if listen to even list, if you've even seen it, it's about a man. Um, who has, they live in like a shuttle in like Ukraine and he, they're Jewish mm-hmm. and they have, he has five daughters and he's like, I have to marry my daughters off. It's, it's going to be hell for me. But like his three eldest daughters each kind of break tradition by finding their own loves and like with outside of his, you know, his fatherly patriarchal, you know, decision making. And the matchmaker. But, and the matchmaker. And two of his daughters, like, they go off. They But, see, they very smartly marry Jewish guys. So he, like, gets over it. But the one daughter <laughs> finds a Catholic boy. And he's like, she's dead to mm-hmm. us. And, like, the one, he's just like, I'm done. <laughs> like, literally, I'm done. <laughs> Till the end of the movie, we don't even get, like, I think, no, because they're all, because remember, they're leaving their town. The other the other joke was us singing Anna Tevka to each other. <laughs> we were so cool. <laughs> we were so cool. But um but yes, yeah, so I like to think that maybe that's what happened to Manny's brother. Cause I'm like, maybe like he like married outside of the culture and he's like she's he's dead mm-hmm. But like it's not even like extremely like she's like Vietnamese, like she's not Filipino. He's just like she's that he's that to us. It's like hey, yeah. also Asian, like uh, we, we could make this work, okay? And he's like, no. Yeah. I That's think his, um, it's MO. either it's either that or Manny's brother, like, came out as he had a um, uh, a snake's older brother moment um, where he comes out as gay Chill. and then, like, his parents shun him for the rest of the time and... Um, Either way, Joseph handles the shunning the exact same way. <laughs> it's like either you, yes. you be married from like, an outsider or you come out as gay. It's the same to me. Like, oh, yes. Like, you, you have the same reaction as Manny. Like, you come in the house, he just sits there quietly and he, like bangs the table. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, Joseph, no. Joseph, come on. Joseph, this. cut it out. I know. Um, yeah, but no, he definitely disowned his, his son. Um, thank you, lovely, lovely listeners, for hitting us up. As you know, you can always hit us up at EWSPod on Instagram. Give us a little DM. Also, just comment, because um, Lauren um, posts about each episode. So just give us a little comment. Tell us, do you, do, do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? If you do, stop listening to the podcast. We don't, we don't like people. We don't like dissenters here. Um. <laughs> but we but we did get a lot of like good feedback from last week's episode. Everyone was happy that we were back. A lot of people um, give, oh, sending yay. their condolences about your loss. And thank you, know, you. just there for us. Yeah. Thank you for everybody that reached out. We'll be right back after a quick break.
We're jumping into two episodes of season five. I'm so excited. This season is so wonderful. In our first season five, episode three, Death of a Disco Dancer. Ooh, excuse me. Um, synopsis. Paige has her whole future planned out. She is going to the best Canadian university, Banting. She will live with Matt and everything will be perfect. That is until Matt comes back, a changed man. Meanwhile, Jimmy is proud to be the new basketball coach, but a new member, Derek, causes trouble. Um, so in our cold open, Paige and Alex are at work, um, and Paige is like looking at university brochures. They're seniors now, so they're, they're all about thinking, well, at least Paige is, about what her future plans are going to be and about applying right. for colleges. Um, so they're having a college fair at Degrassi, but Alex is like, I'm not going, like, she's basically like, I'm not destined for university, that's not my, it's my gig, sis. Um. But Paige is excited. She's like, listen, I'm I'm trying to find the best college there is. I'm going to go there. Also, Matt is coming back, and she's ready to resume, as she says, quel grand romance, which I'm like, there is nothing. No, ill. Not with Matt? Cut it out. Cut it out, Paige. Um, Alex is nauseated, as am I, because Matt is back mm-hmm. in, the, in the picture. <laughs> and she sprung. Digmatized. <laughs> That I almost I didn't choose that song, but I almost chose "Sprung" by T Pain. Oh my, my god, that would have been a really good choice. She really is definite. You know, she was like the whole time um, they couldn't get that song when she was getting ready. That's what was playing. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I think Paige would like T Pain a little bit. I think she'd be like, "Oh, he's like funky." Yeah, she's like, "I like I like this song at the club. This is fun." And she's like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. I am sprung. Um, at lunch, JT enters and announces that Liberty is now school president. Um, they just kind of fit that in there because we know it's going to become relevant later. But it's like literally right. everyone's like, what? Who cares? Like, Marco's like, we had an election. I'm like, Marco, weren't you president last? You didn't know? What happened? You were president. <laughs> like, like <laughs> they, just, He went to Africa. I said, I don't care no more. <laughs> I feel like with this season, they're like, oh, right. Toby, JT, and Liberty gotta fit them in somewhere. It's like it, their storylines kind of feel like they're coming out of nowhere because they are. And I felt like this yeah. this little like moment. I'm like, oh right, forgot about them. Yeah, I love Degrassi, but they they are not great at like consistency. Where it, I think, like we said, they have their favorite characters who like Craig gets consistent storyline. Emma doesn't get consistent but at least she gets a storyline mm-hmm. Paige gets pretty like solid ones but then you have these characters that just kind of like I feel like a lot of times fall to the wayside and then when they come back you're like oh yeah like sure yeah she's president okay like <laughs> she would be I right. suppose um Paige tells Marco that Matt is back but he's like that's cute but I need to figure out my future he's like so boom I don't care <laughs> um they both are um I guess, like, uh, Paige is trying to get him to apply to Banting, which we later find out is the Harvard of the North. Um, <laughs> it's not a real school, by the way. I looked this up. So, it's like, is um, Banting a real school? I, I'm out here being like, well, I'm not going to seem like I'm ignorant about Canadian things. So, I'm like, wow, Banting. Because <laughs> if you wouldn't have told me that, I would have, like, made a comment about Banting at some point, no, probably in the next month, to someone Canadian. You like... You're like, go Badgers. <laughs> the Banting Badgers. 
Um, well, I'll tell you this. I looked it up. Banting University is a fictional university in Kingston, Ontario, most likely representing Queen's University. So it's like a uh, Queen's okay. University is a real school, which isn't Queen's. Queen's is a school that Anne of Green Gables goes to, right? Queen's College. Right? You, are, you are saying so many things that <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea. Like Anne of Green Gables, I've heard of. Yes. Um, I, okay, I'm a big fan of um, Anne of Green Gables. Like, it's one of my, like, I love, I never read the books. I'm a TV right. girl. I like to, I can read, though, sometimes. Um, no, there is a Queen's Academy. It's a, yeah, okay, that's in Charlottetown in Prince Edward Island. Okay, that's not the same place. But if you ever, they have the PBS Anne of Green, the Canadians listening, they know. They've seen the PBS Anna Green Gables from the 80s and it's I, I think you love it Lauren because it's, it's a nice mix of like coming of age story but also like period like peace and like everything's like they're gauzy and Victorian I don't know it's fun right 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 anyway um Paige wants Alex to sign up to go to this to this university fair but Paige is again I mean Alex is not, Alex mm-hmm. not feeling it but um Paige is like, I can't have a friend who's a loser. And Alex is like fed up and walks the fuck away and eats her lunch a t- one table away. <laughs> the pettiness. I mean, like rightfully so, the pettiness. But also I'm just like, yeah. oh, right. I, I feel like Alex is probably, because I mean, love Hazel, but Hazel's not going to like, she, she takes Paige's shit. She doesn't give it back. And I feel like Alex is probably, like, the first friend that's, like, I'm not putting up with your, like, bullshit page. Like, you're a bad friend sometimes. Yeah. Like, that's really shitty of you to say. <laughs> I, lo- I love that about their dynamic. I mm-hmm. think they have – they're two alphas. They are mm-hmm. the Regina George and Janice Ian. They're both bitches. And I think that, like, you know, when they decide to put their swords down, they're, like, a great alliance, you know. Exactly. Uh, and I think they've come a great way from, like – being like enemies kind of to like yeah alex is one of the girlies um also i remember this sentiment um and it's part of the reason why you know we're in a student loan crisis in this country but Mm -hmm. Paige and the girls are like they're millennials they're these are this this generation of degrassi are millennials and i think a lot of us were raised with that mentality of like you go to college or you're a loser Mm -hmm. and in hindsight I'm a loser We're the now. Losers. I have two degrees. I got two degrees, bro. Like I'm a big old fuck. Fucking, I'm telling. I have a podcast, and I tell jokes sometimes. <laughs> who, who, who? I'm not. I'm not hot shit. You know, I'm just a real regular girl. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. um, I'm on Alex's side. I think Alex. You know, I'm wearing. Oh, I'm wearing my silver hoops today too. Oh yes, I'm gonna. And a white tank. Ooh, I'm in my Alex era right feel, now. Yes, you're channeling Alex right now for sure. I am. I'm in my dirtbag era. I love this. Um, <laughs> Ella is for me. I'm gonna go yes. smoke a single joint. <laughs> I'm such a square. Um, this weekend I went to this comedy show with some people I'd met from like Twitter and stuff, uh-huh. and everyone is like a huge stoner except for me. I smoke weed sometimes, but like not that often. I have moments. I go through periods where I'll smoke a lot, and sometimes I just don't really. I haven't. I don't. But my thing is, I can never smoke and drink unless um. Unless I have a little bit of wine, a little bit of weed. It's very specific science. Ratio, but I'd yeah. already been drink I'd already been drinking uh quite a bit. So I was like, and I can't I can't smoke. Like I I just can't. Like I'm gonna get the spins, I'm gonna get sick, like mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. 
And um, because weed is legal here in New York, we're all standing outside and I was drinking my little beer on the patio and they, it's just a cloud of smoke. Everyone was smoking so much weed and uh-huh. I felt just a fucking square. Cause I was like, oh my God, I think I'm getting high. <laughs> and I, I got nervous. Like shit, I've been drinking. Like mm-hmm. what's going to happen? I was okay. I was outside. I was being hot. (laughs) Sadiq is like, what's what's the the radius of smoke for it to be a hot box? Like, what what's the science? (laughs) I mean, you guys are all standing around me. I know. In a way, it's kind of like a hot box. Yeah, I'm like, I'm so I'm a little fucking freak. I know that. Like, I'm a little weirdo. I don't know why. I was was acting like I'd never been around weed before. For some reason, I was like, oh my god. Like, I was like, you're literally okay. Like, I. I remember the first time I was, like, at, like, I say adjacently at a college party, because I remember I was home, and I was visiting, like, home, and so I wasn't at school, and I remember I went to, like, my first, like, college party, and it wasn't even a college party, it was just someone's house that, like, people happened to be drinking at, (laughs) but they had, like, a... (laughs) It was someone's house who had taken the SAT. (laughs) And, (laughs) And, um... I remember uh, it was with it was with someone I was like seeing at the time, and so I remember I was like, uh, I was kind of like, oh, like what's what's this like? I was kind of waiting for like the kager to like be brought out. Like I was like kind of waiting for like like <laughs> like every like Porky's or like some sort of like college like. <laughs> I was waiting for Mister Porky to come out. Mister Porky, Mister Porky, are you here? <laughs> and I remember uh, the first I was seeing at the time was like, oh, like, because a bunch of people went outside. He's like, oh, they're going to go outside to smoke. Is that OK? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's fine. Like, and if I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, what if someone asked me to go outside and smoke? Like, I was like, <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was literally me. So, like, as someone that has literally not known what to do around weed in my past life, like. <sighs> but see, at least you have an excuse because you have never been around before. I literally, <laughs> I have weed here. I have this in my apartment. I don't know what was, I don't, I, I think lately I've just been like, I feel like I'm just, um, I think I'm like still adjusting to a lot of social interactions because, not because of COVID, just because I've kind of, kind of isolated myself from like new people. I've really just been around mm-hmm. my same core group of people. So I think I just don't know how to behave. So I start acting very strange. And I look back at it. And I'm like, why are you being like a fucking idiot? Like, again, you had, you have a, like, a, you have weed in your home. You purchased it. Purchased it. I don't know why you're acting like weed. Like, I don't know. I was so, I'm such a weirdo. I don't know. I need to be like studied. My brain, put my brain in a jar. Um, but we're in politics class and um, teach. What's his name? He follows us. Or yes, my my former <laughs> crush, um, the the mechanic guy, LD's uncle or dad's coworker, <laughs> business partner. LD, sorry, I forgot about LD. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember LD started laughing. Um, <laughs> yes, and he's back now as a teacher on this show. Right. Um, he teaches like politics and like government history class. Um, he's talking about PM Trudeau, who I forgot. That Justin Trudeau is a nepotism baby. I was like, yes, Justin dad, Trudeau yeah. could not have been PM. All right, like this is like, this is so long ago. I was like, oh right, yeah, he's a fucking legacy. nepotism baby. <laughs> it's legacy. No wonder. Uh, yeah, like a fucking 
loser. I, I guess in this moment, he probably was in blackface, actually. This would have been the right time and he would have been in blackface. <laughs> College, <laughs> probably, yeah. At I think. Banting University. <laughs> at Banting. <laughs> blackface at Banting. Their, um, their mascot is the Banting Blackfaces. <laughs> oh, God. What's that, what's Fluffy. that, like, That's um... Uh, what's that blackface like Christmas character for yes, like Sweden um, or Amsterdam? Something, it's it's in like Denmark. It's um, is it Strulpita? I that that could be it. I just remember. Did you see the the last this past season of Atlanta? No, I have not. <laughs> I mean that that episode when there's just like everybody in blackface. I was like, you know, I feel like. There's several artists that like have actually experienced this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, fucking Drake was in blackface once. Have you seen that photo? No. Drake was like it painted blackface and he's doing and it's not even like, oh, they just darkened his skin. Like, not like that would be okay. But you know how they did the Beyonce too in the listen music video. She in, in the Dream Girls, they do darken her skin at one point, which is weird. But like, okay, they did that, but it was like different, I guess. Semi, right. not really. But Drake is like totally painted blackface, like with the big red lips and everything. He's like doing like a, a minstrel show face. Are you looking at it right now? I can see. No, I'm it. my <laughs> my eyes have glazed over of like, okay, Drake blackface. Drake, I, I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna Google it too, so we can both see it at the same time. Oh no! Do you see it? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Listen. <laughs> God. Okay. <laughs> Aubrey Graham. The time has come for you to talk about your misdoings. It's time it's time to own up to it. There cuz there's his cross-cultural misdoings is the black face and there's like the weird Jamaican thing. And then like some, right now he's in his Dominican era. Like he'll oh, do this no. weird, like he'll, he does little different little accents. It's very like, why does Drake not, why is Drake not okay with just who he is? Like you are a mixed race black man who's half Jewish. That is wonderful. There's nothing wrong with that. I, why can't you be okay with that? I don't know. I just feel like he somehow like internalized the trauma of like getting shot in a teen drama as a teenager and now he's just like he hasn't come to terms with that. <laughs> and I feel like this is what happens <laughs> when that happens to you as a child actor. Like Jenna Maybe. or not Jen, Jeanette McCurdy like back down like Drake needs to write his memoir because obviously he's dealing with some shit. Okay. I do not want to read Drake's memoir. He's going to write it in Patois. And it's like, why are you writing this in Patois? Like, you're not Jamaican. Like, what's going... What guan? Like, what guan? <laughs> Literally, what are you doing right now, mister? <laughs> One day Drake like, will pay for his crimes. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what point? At what point is it going to happen? Like also, are we really gonna really have a conversation about how he and Millie Bobby Brown were both texting, and he tell this girl he missed her, and she was like fourteen, and it's like I, I mean, I'm waiting adult. for, um, for her tell all book, um, where she talks about an entire chapter of the Drake years, just like 
that okay? <sighs> that shoe's gonna drop eventually. I also um, anyway, like, pay. Oh, sorry. Go. Oh, ahead. sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say like, I don't know what it was because I think this is like the first episode that we are getting um, Jimmy's kind of big story. And by big, I mean like air quotes around big storyline since the shooting. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing I'm like, oh right, this is the era where I'm like, I don't care about Jimmy. <laughs> Which, yeah, I'm like, he could leave is when and Jimmy... I'd be fine. Jimmy's in his flop era at this point, and I hate to say it because he just got shot, but like he is. Like it's yeah. the character went from being semi interesting to having the shooting storyline, which is like the one of the biggest stories ever. It's like. Because, like, they, again, miss opportunity. It's like, yeah. I would have loved, so, um, sorry to jump ahead. I, this weekend, I watched this documentary about some of the survivors of the Boston Marathon bombing. It's on HBO. Um, and it, it focuses on a few survivors. One of them is, like, a family where, like, multiple people were were injured and disabled due to this bombing. And it was really interesting just seeing people who were, like, Obviously, it was, like, gut-wrenching and very sad, but seeing people who were, like, able-bodied and them going through this trauma and, like, having to basically rebuild their lives, learning how to walk again, learning mm-hmm. how to deal with prosthetics and all these things that um, I think that was just interesting to see just, like, you know, um, that journey. And I really wish they had just done that with with Jimmy because I think it would yeah. be interesting to so, like this person who – especially somebody who was an athlete and who so much his identity was about his body and his athleticism – to see him then disabled, and we see some of some of it, but like it's not it's not enough in my opinion. It's like yeah, it's very. Shallow. I want to see of of like why is it that we got Emma got more <laughs> of the trauma? I think we talked about this, but like the trauma fallout of the shooting than the person who actually got shot. Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. I you know <laughs> I'm not saying that Jimmy has sucked dick in the ravine, but like I want to see something. I want to see something <laughs> happen to Jimmy. Like what's what's Jimmy like? We see Jilly's, Jimmy's talents this episode. What, what I wouldn't see that journey of him like that. Exactly. Like, like how did he get there? Like whoa, that's pretty cool. Like you know he's he's really you know he he went through that period of really feeling like useless, and he's found. I mean, we we knew that was problematic too because basically the story was like, see, you just have to rise above your disabled disablement. But like, mm. it was still interesting to see something happen to him, and now it's like, it just kind of falls flat, in yeah. my opinion. I completely agree. Um, I was yeah. thinking of that, of how, like, <laughs> all the, we just, like, suddenly jumped to, like, Jimmy learned how to shoot a basketball really far away from a wheelchair. Like, where's the rehab scenes? Like, we get, we, like, barely glaze we over things. some of it. Yeah, like, like, sometimes. I also was, like, kind of shocked. I'm like, wait, did he, like, learn how to do all these things? And we did see it. <laughs> like, this Emma, is- and he learned that in in pt and we get the next episode is going to be about him doing some sports stuff specific to um like like wheelchair basketball yeah. or something spoiler but like but still like he learned that between then and now so i'm mm-hmm. like when did he do that like i would have loved to have seen i would have loved, loved to have got an episode where maybe um he had learned that that was a possibility even if we didn't get a full like what if degrassi like we've hardly um, I know there was one nurse they brought who was in a wheelchair. I would have loved that Jimmy was like, we got an episode where Jimmy is like, 
You know, instead of him going to a fucking concert, concert, if we had had him like feeling down about, about, you know, he can't play basketball anymore. And then maybe meeting someone in PT who's in a wheelchair who does like, is they call it murder ball or something? Oh, what do they call? Yeah. He had met someone who does that shit. And then like he goes, like maybe it ends with him. It teases the ending like, oh, we see him going to his first practice. So he's going like, to do that. So we at least get like the setup of like, Jimmy's been doing that all summer. It's what he's into now. And it's like, that would have been really cool to see like, you know, it's a matter of him finding mm-hmm. just like a way to still do the thing that that brings him happiness, but just in a different way. That would have been fucking dope. But they just like didn't. Yeah. I also totally forgot about that like wheelchair concert scene <laughs> with, where he like is like vibing out, but then like. I mean, the, the yeah, just like the, it, it, the way that they, I think we discussed this on that episode as well. I feel like the way they handle um, Jimmy in a wheelchair is highly, highly ableist in the sense of like, it's quote unquote too uncomfortable to like talk about. So we're just going to skip over that. And like, we don't actually want to like really figure out or talk to people or, like, kind of, like, figure out that storyline. Like, that's too uncomfortable and, like, awkward and not really yeah. worth the storyline. And that's unfortunate. Oh, and correction. Murder ball is actually, it's not basketball. Wheelchair, mm. rugby is murder ball. Um, okay. Yeah. The rules include elements from wheelchair, basketball, ice hockey, handball, and rugby union. Okay. That's maybe why I was thinking like, oh, it's basketball. But oh, like, yes. Because of those metal, those really like heavy duty metal chairs. Yeah. But like, it just seems, I would have loved that. He like met some like badass guy who like does that. And that's like, mm-hmm. instead of the guy at the, at the, at the, at the concert who's like mohawked out tough guy what if that guy had been in the wheelchair and was like this is what i do and it's like that's fucking cool like yeah like you can do that jimmy you can learn you know whatever um but uh they're still looking at college brochures alex makes a dig at Paige and class about being a bossy boots and being judgmental um and the teacher gives them both attention but alex gets out of it because she's like um i gotta work and i'm poor and Paige is like i got a date and he's like i don't care Paige like, is like, Alex, is, Alex is literally on welfare. Like, I do not care about you, your dates. Paige is giving her, like, Elle Woods moment in this episode of, like, I'm going to banting. Like, I don't, I'm not going to worry about, like, having some backup choices. Like, I'm going to banting. I have connections with the admissions. And, you know, like, my older boyfriend is coming back from abroad, and, you know, I'm going to banting. Like, she's very much, like, um, what was it, like, giving, like, prep school energy. She's probably been watching got too much Gossip yeah. Girl. Definitely. But, you know, I love that about Paige. I feel like this, this show could have gone very easy. Like, when we first meet Paige, she is a little bit of a, a bimbo. I'm so mm-hmm. glad they kind of just made her, like, actually just really type A and, like, I'm head yeah. cheerleader. I run shit. And I'm going to banting for business. I'm going to be a business bitch. <laughs> I'm like, and I was like, yeah, Paige is going to be total. She's totally in the era of girl boss. But she's going to be a girl boss. She's going to be like lean in. Like she's, she's going to have she's, she's seminars watching Bethany and just Frankel. cuss her ass out. Yeah, she loves Beth. Oh my, she loves Bethany Frankel. She loves um, uh, Cheryl Sanders, Sanderberg or whatever the fuck her name is. I don't give a fuck about those bitches. And, uh, <laughs> I don't like girl boss feminists. They're they're white and capitalist and fucked up. But um, the yeah. one who does nasty gal, the one who's like, 
with a little hat, haircut. Really I haircut, thought you were talking like, about the this. the chef. What? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> this is where my brain goes. I'm like Sandra from. Uh, it's she's the one that's like two shots of vodka. That meme. Who? <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> the lady. Okay, she's on Food Network, and she what? What was her show? Oh, Sandra uh, Lee. Yeah, because she sounded like she was, had the she same had the name Kwanza, as the bread. The Kwanzaa cake. The Kwan. She. Oh God. Oh. Geez. That's that. You don't know what the Kwanzaa cake? Yes, girl. No. Sandra, Sandra. Sandra Lee is um is as a um. A, <laughs> part of black history um she made kwanzaa cake and it was like horrific look it up <laughs> that's oh, how i know God. her because i think she went viral for the kwanzaa cake and it was like what the fuck is this i mean i fucking love sandra lee what was her <laughs> what was her show her was like always like oh like frugal entertaining like um yeah, because she'd make shit from boxes and like, <laughs> like but she would she would revamp it so you can make it um, yeah. um anthony kwanzaa bourdain cake. hated her he used to like drag her all the time. Well, you know, Anthony, not everyone can be. Don't as speak cool. ill about Anthony. Bourdain. I'm not. Anthony Bourdain is actually like a white elephant in this in this household. Like, <laughs> I listen. Respect that name. I'm I I'm not saying anything bad about Anthony Bourdain. I stand him, but like Sandra Lee is, she's some people's mecca. You know, like. Not mine, but, you know, she, I learned a lot of good things about her, about, you know, cheap entertaining. I guess. Lots of um, canned food, though. I'm going to make you, next time you're in the States, I'm going to make you Kwanzaa cake for your birthday. Listen, she loved taking a store-bought angel food cake, which I'm looking at the Kwanzaa cake right now, and that's exactly what it is. She loved <laughs> Anyone that like stands like Food Network knows exactly what I'm talking about. Miss Sandra Lee loved to take an angel food cake. So I remember trying it for the first time. I was like, this is disgusting. Why does she keep on using it? And she would like revamp that shit with store bought ingredients, which every all ingredients are store bought, but <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Okay, thank yeah. you. She's not she's not getting like She's not going to the farmer's market and getting, like, or sourcing her. She's going to get a can of string beans. Like, before... but, like... Like, before Pinterest, like, Sandra Lee was the queen of DIYing. Like, she was like, oh, Martha Stewart is going to have Crate and Barrel? Well, I'm going to give you three (laughs) thrift store, like, reboot. Like, (laughs) I'm here for it. Like, do you have some dented cans? This is the most support... They won't take out the fucking food drive here. You can make it into a cake. Because she loved to theme. This is the most, like, support I've ever heard for Sandra Lee in my life. Like, I've you're, I've never met a Sandra Lee fan, like, in person. I'm not saying I'm a fan, but I'm just saying, like, she... I'm, like, just realizing... Why are you love her? <laughs> I'm just realizing that she, like... Because she, every episode, she would have a theme of, like... So, like, one one day the theme was Kwanzaa. Or, I think, Christmas, because it's Christmas decorations. So, she's got a Hanukkah cake. She's got a Kwanzaa cake. And what looks like a uh, generic Christmas one. Um, 
I and just don't so, understand why she couldn't just make the existing foods that people eat for those holidays and just make well, them. Well, that's... San- why does she Sandra- create a cake? Just make, <laughs> like, make some latkes for Hanukkah. Like, why do you have to make a cake? Like, just make... There's foods we will eat for the holidays. Sandra... Just make that. Because... Because Sandra Lee is, like, that mom at, like, parent pickup line that's, like, she wants to be inclusive but, like, not actually hear your experience and hear about your traditions. She's, like... Yeah, no. We... She's the PTA mom that's, like, we've got to have representation. Okay, who can make the Kwanzaa cake this year? Who can make the... We got to have Hanukkah cupcakes, you know? She's... She's that Sandra, Sandra Lee is definitely somebody who would like schedule a potluck during Ramadan. It would not occur to her. There's like Muslim people on the on the on the team. Well, she's like, they got to eat. They've been fasting. And it's like, no, not even like, fasting. She's like, they've been starving all day. <laughs> they've been, she's starving. I'm like, it's not sundown. Like We're at work. Like, what do you oh, need? Because uh, I actually I'm actually speaking for experience. because I know someone who is like that in my work who was like. We just, they didn't get why we were like, we can't do that. It's during Ramadan. She's like, I don't get it. And I'm like, we have members of our team who are fasting. Like, <laughs> oh, best to not do that. Like, it's not ex- inclusive. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, we meet Derek for the first time. Um, yeah. the, there's some guys and they're trying out. So this actor, um, I, he, okay. It's gonna, I'm, I'm sorry. He was on like a Lifetime movie or like some after school or like TV movie, but as a small child. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to look it up. I don't know why I didn't do it. His name is Mark Donato. And I think he was like a child actor. Oh my God, yes. Uh-huh. That's the fu- how he fucking looked. And what the was movie he, he was in, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what it is. I'm gonna find it first. He, um, I feel like he was in a lot of, a lot of TV TV I mean, as a small child, um, he definitely has like the acting shtick down, you know. Oh, he does. He's a voice actor too. He actually was in Avatar: okay. The Last Airbender, which is very cool. Um, oh, what was he in? Oh, he was in Billy Madison as one of the kids. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He was booked. I feel like there's some another thing he was in, and I feel like it was like a Lifetime movie. I'm not going to find it, but if someone is um, listening who also loves... He was in White Oleander. Yes. Do you remember that movie? With like no. Michelle Pfeiffer and Renee Zellweger and um, and Allison Lohman and stuff. And it's like about a girl who like ends up in the foster care system because her, her mom kills her boyfriend. She's like an artist. And one of the kids oh, she lives in the foster God. home with is this kid. He's in it. I remember him. I was like, I, he's in a Lifetime movie. And I know White Oleander was not a Lifetime movie, but it did play on Lifetime a lot. And I might watch okay. it later. Anyway, um, I'm sorry. I'm not <laughs> no, that, um, so that was important information. That was important. Like, I, I needed to get that out of my system. Uh, but the guys are trying out for the basketball team. And Jimmy's the assistant coach. Derek very really like rudely out loud realizes that Jimmy is quote the guy that got shot and Jimmy's mm-hmm. like mm, I have a name um Derek is a hot shot though and he's like yeah he's I'm like I'm real good at shooting hoops he's like, he's like dribbling under his legs and he's shooting, shooting his hoopies and Jimmy tries to give him some like pointers but Derek is like oh like like I got this shit like you, you saw that jumper you saw that jump shot <laughs> that wrist like <laughs> okay the thing about 
the thing about Derek, so a few things. I don't know what it is about his, like, he's giving very much, like, young Kyle, white male energy. Um, just yeah. like the, like, and for me, that's triggering. Like, I'm instantly afraid of Derek. Um, <laughs> I'm like, he, I just feel like there are some problematic things being said in his household that don't, um, that aren't safe for me. <laughs> so it just, it's, I just, I'm getting that vibe from Derek. And second of all, um, he's not good at basketball. And third of all, why am I just realizing that, like, the size of this gym is, like, microscopic? Like, this is not a regulation <laughs> court. <laughs> no. no, they're not really good at, um, um, I mean, like, it's a, it's a set. It's a movie set. I mean, it's a TV set. It's not, like, on an, mm-hmm. act- an actual gym. Um, they're not really good at um, using the camera to kind of trick you into thinking the room is bigger. Kind of like how it's, it was kind of like a bit on, like... Um, boy meets world there's like nine students but like if you place the camera a certain angle it can feel like it's bigger but it's not um they're not good at that it does feel like it's literally like the size of this office and like how (laughs) how's anything happening it's very awkward but you know degrassi degrassi's budget is inflating like there's it's not there yet but there are little thing touches that i'll point out later where i'm like they got a little extra money they put and they put it into Mm -hmm. this they didn't put it into the gym but they put it into like other sets so um page is in detention with peter snake comes in and he like clowns them for sitting there page's top three schools are banting 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 bitch she's not applying for nothing <laughs> else she's like, i'm getting in and snake is like maybe you should like apply to other schools she's like oh honey like you don't know i have a friend of a friend um is, is at admissions like i'm good i'm as good as gold bitch i'm gonna be a business girl like don't even worry about me and he's like okay well you got to figure it out then i guess um and we found peter got five weeks of detention which i feel like is not enough he should be doing time hard time he should be on a chain gang <laughs> like literally i also loved how snake there's it's my my favorite thing is like when teachers or like adults don't back down from page like snake just like lets page like kind of like give shit to him about like questioning her banting like future and then just walks <laughs> out of detention and he doesn't even bother like <laughs> Honestly, if I were a teacher, though, I mean, I'm curious to know what I feel like if I were a teacher, I would love a student like Paige, because even though she's like, listen, I'm leaving. I also like I appreciate that she just like she's confident. She's like knows what she's about. I'm like, you know what? I appreciate that. What would it be like having a student or have you ever had a student like a Paige who would just be like, girl, I don't belong here. I need to leave. (laughs) Um, As as a as a woman who's not an alpha um, it is terrifying for me to get a alpha girl student because for some reason with teaching teens, I feel like sometimes like there's like moments where you're like all of a sudden feeling like a teen yourself again and you're kind oh. of like, oh my gosh, they could they like could flashback. tear me to shreds. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like Snake was having one of those moments. He's like, well, I can't, I, I'm, I can't do anything. <laughs> he's like, this is Stephanie K. Yes, and he's like, very I'm skilled so. snake. Like he's like, she can leave. Like I can't make her stop. Like <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I have no power here. Like <laughs> yeah. So I mean, luckily, and luckily, I teach in China, and um, something that I just really hate about the, I mean, each culture has its own like 
uh, aspirational, like, female qualities. Um, like, you know, like, I feel like in, like, for us back in the States, it's, like, uh, the cool girl, you know, like, uh, the girl that, like, just hang is just one of the guys, like, loves eating burgers and pizza and drinking beer. Or, like, you know, there's different... There's different aspirational qualities of, like, what a hot woman or, like, an aspirational woman is. But in China, there's, like, this trait of extremely submissive and, like, dainty and quiet, but, like, in a, like, immature way. So, like, it's very common for, like, a girlfriend or like a love interest to like have a baby voice and like in a very real way, like not like a, Oh my is gosh. She's a voice being... that, that like this, these girls are putting on like an affectation or is that how they actually just sound? No, it's like, it's an affectation and it's like, it's like cute. It's not like, Oh my gosh, she's being so annoying. It's not like, uh, not not discriminated. It's not like um, seen it with disdain. It's like like oh like that's kind of like a flirting technique or kind of like a cute technique, and it's like very common. And in, and in our culture, it's not a good thing. Like I mean, you hear so much shit that women get, like women podcasters get for vocal fry mm-hmm. or even like upspeak, and how it's like seen as bad when like some people just talk like that. But it's for the same reasons, like oh, it's infantilizing, but like. You know, yeah. I, I could see where having a visceral reaction to that because we live in a culture where it's like, that's not good. It's like, don't talk like yeah. that. Like, you know, yeah. get a break, get a so, grip, you know, shake them. <laughs> yeah. So like when it comes to like the majority of my students, they're very shy, very quiet and like kind of timid. Um, it's very it's not it's not really as common like the 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 girl that's different the girl that's other is very much the more outspoken more kind of dominant mm. um girl that and that's not as not as common so in my look i don't have any pages or any alphas that are kind of like going against my authority in class um that doesn't mean that they don't exist uh because I have had some friends that have had those girls in class and they're terrifying because you're like, I think they might stab me with a pen. <laughs> like, when, it, when it happens, it's like an extreme and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm in danger. Uh, um, Paige rushes home after detention and she changes for a hot date with Matt. We get like a, a montage of her getting ready, which was fascinating to me because she's doing a lot and she's running late. And there's a really recent discourse, Twitter discourse, about the Ooh. late friend and, you know, being the late friend and what that means. And, you know, people talking about something I learned called time blindness, which I guess is something that people with ADHD sometimes experience and just like not having a sense of time. And um, it was interesting for me because I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty punctual person. So it's like mm-hmm. um, people who are late, I feel like I am one of those people who are very, I'm very... I take it very personally when someone's like, if you're a little late and you like you text and like, oh, I'm running late, like I don't mind it. When people are like late, like chronically late, like that is like yeah. I don't want. I don't know why it bothers me so much, but it does like bother me. But I was curious to know how long would you say it does it take for you to get ready, like for a hot date? What would you say is like, you know, everything from like shower to hair to makeup to fit? How long would you say it takes? Well, I guess it, it depends, right? Because there's like there's like the hot date getting ready, and then there's the black girl hot date getting ready, in the sense of like what what state is my hair in? 
do I have do I have minimal minimal prep you don't have to like do um you know you don't have to like wash or anything at worst maybe you have to like untwist your hair okay okay or you have braids like you're you're ready (laughs) yeah this is important okay it factors um I would say I mean less than an hour um Mm, okay. I mean, like, obvi- I would, mm, I would say maximum like hour and a half. But like, if I have to like shave my legs and stuff, like, obviously it's gonna be a lower, longer shower. But um, I would say, because for me, like, I don't, I don't really, I'm not, <laughs> I, I don't really sit there and kind of like rifle through all my clothes to figure out something to wear. Like mm-hmm. I kind of have Usually before I start getting ready, I kind of have wear. an idea of what I'm going to be wearing. That's part of the pre getting ready, getting ready. Mm, that makes sense. I'm an hour and a half. Um, something mm. I pride myself, I pride myself on is that I'm sold. I seldom make Evan wait when we're getting ready because I'm really good at timing. And that's what it is too. Seeing this whole thing with like people being late. Like I think it's cause I'm also just really good at figuring out like, this is how much time it takes me to do certain things that like, I do the math of like, okay, how much time does it take me to do plus travel? Like I will look to see where, how far something is. I will like, I like will map it out and everything. So I know exactly when I, I cannot start getting ready ready later than this hour. But I was just curious because Paige was doing a whole lot. She was showering. She was doing, she was doing a lot. And I'm like, um, for this dinner. (laughs) Um, anyway, Jimmy comes out of tryouts and meets up with Hazel they're very cute together, and once again, I wish I got more of them together. But while they're together, Jimmy overhears Derek talking some really like cash ableish shit about him and how he doesn't want to learn from uh, I get a cripple, which is not a nice. It's not a nice word to mm-hmm. use for someone in a wheelchair. Um, Paige waits for Matt at his at this swanky restaurant. So this is a new set. This is what I was just saying about the money. This is not the same restaurant they keep they've been using and using over and over again. I'm like, oh, this is new. Like, it's got levels to it. It's bigger. I'm like, this is okay. This is nice. The money didn't go to the gym. It went to this new set. Clearly, um, but she feel like they probably also, um, they probably got. I'm sure there's like you could get a better deal on like using like a shared set. You know. Mm-hmm. it's yeah. still expensive that they didn't have money they didn't have that money before but i'm sure they have that money to be like okay we can or we can we can pay to film here or we can like use a a shared you know sound stage yeah pre-existing set. set that like by another mm-hmm. canadian show uses yeah that was always really fun to see on like network television in the 90s where you can tell like like all the ABC shows were like on the same lot, so you could see like this is actually like this is the same living room, <laughs> like, but like yeah. it's slightly different. But it's like this is the same living room on this show as in this show. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Paige is waiting for Matt at this restaurant, and she's just like tossing back San Pellegrino's as he's come. He's waiting. I'm like, okay, girl, you got money. Um, they charge you for each one. Um, but he finally shows up, and he's greasy as hell. Um, he's like, oh, yeah, I didn't get a chance to stop home. Ugh. And it's like after she's already did all this, she's done. We've seen her prep and he just shows up like from the airport looking gross. And she's like, oh, you have a beard now. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, oh, your hair. And he's like, yeah, it's actually unhealthy to wash a lot. I'm like, okay, you've been on that side of TikTok, clearly. Um, you've been on dirty, oh dirty God, talk. You know, I was like, <laughs> oh, God. I was like, like the guy who doesn't on, use Mr. any soap oh. or toothpaste. He's like, just need water. Only water. I'm like. 
you need a little soap, just a little bit. Because where where was he okay. supposed to be spending all of this time again? Wasn't he in the Yukon? Yeah. Yeah. Or am I just saying that because it's Canada, so I'm like, Yukon rules. But, like, he was <laughs> in the Yukon, I think. And, I mean, that is far away, but I guess he, he, he like, walked from the Yukon. So he looks like that. Um, they <sighs> sit down for dinner Paige got him a present, and it's an organizer. Ooh, we're trying to, like, symbolize their relationship. She's like, here, so you can, like, figure out. You said your life was chaotic. And he was like, I like, he, I didn't say it was a bad thing. Like, I like that. Um, Paige is like, I'm applying a band I'm sorry, thing. but chaotic is um, always a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you should, I think you should use a different word. Because chaotic, I think, typically implies negative. Like, you see, my life is, like. Crazy. Friends, it's so crazy right now. It's crazy right now. Yeah, that could be good or bad. Um, Paige got him a present, da, 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 and she's like, I'm applying for banting. I'm aiming high. And he's like, wow, okay, like, you, like you're just like, you know, you've got to figure it out. Um, I think this was interesting. And I think this was an interesting choice the writers made in showing kind of like a flip in roles that like Paige has kind of become. But the thing is, I, my first instinct is like she's become the more mature one, but it's like, I don't think he has a lack of maturity necessarily. Necessarily, and I feel like they were trying to imply this. Like, well, no, I think there's just this is what happens when you have age gaps. Even though like the, the gap isn't uh-huh. that big, but at this point in life, I think Paige is a senior in high school. She's thinking about because I was like this. Like, I'm gonna go to this college. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And Matt has lived right. a little bit where it's like you realize. I mean, when I look at myself today, where I'm like, I'm kind of like Matt. Like, I'm just kind of yeah. going with it. Like, it's not even you know. I got my job, and it's not my career, and I'm okay with that. It's what, I, what pays the bills right now. I'm trying more creative mm-hmm. things, but I'm, like, not really, like, I have to have this, this, that, whatever. Um, but it's interesting seeing this flip in roles where, like, she's excited for the future, and he's just still figuring things out, which I think is, you know, valid. But also, he's still a dirtbag because um, <laughs> he gives her a joint. He's like, I'm going to Vancouver to paint houses, like, You've got it all figured out, like you or you think you got it all figured out. You don't know the qu- answers. Oh fuck! I didn't get you a present here. <laughs> he and also he's like he's saying like, oh this is what I'm happening. This was happening next for me and like half heart, half hearted, half hazardly breaking up with her. Like, but like yeah. not saying it directly and then handing over like like a very. Just like a, a Ziploc bag, the weed is falling out. Like, <laughs> like probably that, squished she's not up. Even rolled, it's not a roll. It's just falling out. <laughs> like, like across the table at, at broad daylight. Like, sir, come on now. He just yeah. He's giving so much of like I don't know if this is okay. So this is this is the second season since Mysterio, right? I'm wondering if Degrassi got well, Mr. some. Mr. O came last season. Yeah, but this is the second season of Mr. O. Oh, with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm wondering if Degrassi got some flack for like <laughs> not checking their relationship. And so I feel like they're like, oh, well, you know, anyone that dates um, or tries to see a young student like Paige as a teacher uh is just gonna end up they're just a screw up like this is the type of person that they are um Mm. and you know he just ends up being a he's he's a loser and i feel like this is 
because even when they last season when he when Paige realized that he didn't have a lot of money in his nasty ass E. coli infested apartment um, <laughs> shit falling out the ceiling <laughs> literal shit um, it's still he's still like like kind of like sympathetic like yes. his character was very sympathetic and being like oh mm-hmm. like he he wishes he had more to give Paige but he doesn't and now it's like he's like just like a full on like I don't give a fuck like I'm gross I don't bathe like not only was I living in filth <laughs> but now I am filth like <sighs> I have a confession Paige and the shit was falling on the ceiling I loved it <laughs> I've never been so happy but I felt alive <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's definitely a a flip. I I believe that I can see where maybe they probably got some flack for it because it was weird. Um, speaking mm-hmm. of which, I think it comes out today. There's a documentary on Freeform that I want to I'm gonna check out, and it's about it's just like you can't tell anyone or tell no one, and it's about a woman who's telling her story of having had an affair with a teacher when she was in high school. But I mean, obviously she was, he was a predator and groomed mm-hmm. her, but it's about kind of like, um, I feel like it gives me, I haven't seen it yet. Cause I just got the, the, saw the commercials, but it was giving me very like, um, the tale vibes we talked about before where it's yes. like my memory of it was like, Oh, I'm like in this like intense affair, but actually like I'm with a groomer basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will be checking that out and I feel like it's very relevant. Do you know what it's called? Uh, tell no one or something uh i'm gonna tell you it's okay i could look it up no i'm gonna tell you because i already started keep this between us okay it's a docu-series um so i'm interested to see that and if you watch it let me know we can talk about it you said it was a freeform one yeah so you should be able to find on hulu because usually okay so that okay i just have been realizing that okay so like freeform fx and hulu i think are all kind of the same yeah they have the like a lot of it's like this like the same business or whatever um yeah it's almost the same umbrella i think they're all technically under um disney actually yeah yeah um because i was uh, there's the, was it the the Deep End was a Hulu freeform documentary series with Teal Swan. Mm-hmm. Um, I just watched this one yesterday that was an FX docu series, and it was about Children of the Underground. Um, oh, I need to see that. I heard yeah. that's really good. It it was good, and it's kind of it's a very. I mean, trigger, trigger, trigger warning for all things sexual, child abuse, incest, shit. Um, and, uh, but that was an FX show. That was good. Um, it was longer than I needed it. It could have been a shorter series, but it was, but it was good. And then now this one you're talking about is, um, is a freeform one. So I feel like they've been really doing a really good job of like, kind of like entering into the docu-series and documentary sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's Netflix like huge business slapping. now. I got rid of my Netflix subscription a while ago. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't watching it like nearly enough. I was watching right, lifetime yeah. movie club more than I was watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who got, who got chopped Netflix lifetime movie club still in operation though. <laughs> You're good girl. I'm still watching. Um, (laughs) 
But yeah, he gives her the joint and Paige gives us a, you're dumping me and giving me drugs. Which I'm like, girl, take the joint. But she's mad and leaves with the joint. Notice she's, she actually takes it though. I'm like, you're not that mad. Um, Paige tells Marco the next day about this date from hell. And Marco's like, I gotta go. I have a university seminar with the University of None of It. Which I'm pretty sure none of it is like one of the provinces is like way like it's like way up there. Yeah. Marco <laughs> I mean, we we did establish this. Marco is like, listen, I've got I have opportunities. I've seen things, I've lived, and like, you know, what I thought was for me is just not enough anymore. Like I need to I need to seek other things now. Ooh, interesting. Apparently the human development index in none of it is very high. I'm on Wikipedia. I'm sorry. I'm like, okay. no, what's that? What's up there? What's the capital of none of it? Oh God. Um I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've I've just been um ecal e- I'm sure a Canadian will correct me, but I think that it's actually an inuktitut language interesting Ooh, the northern lights are up there okay no wonder marco wants to go there pretty um so <laughs> alex comes through and she's not interested in going to, she's like i'm not going to the college fair I, i'm gonna tell you again i'm not going Paige is like well you know here's a enjoy have your little your weed you delinquent and alex is like oh okay like you know i'll go if you smoke this and Paige is like i'll go if you smoke this or i'll smoke this if you go or whatever so um they spark up the joint. They're near the dumpsters, and Paige is very nervous to try drugs for the first time, which is very on brand for her. Which is, I, I mm-hmm. love this because it's like I think Paige has like she's a good, she's a cool girl, but to an extent, like we is still like her. She's not like that cool. She's like like I'm cool. Like I'm gonna go to like the party and like sip on this one warm beer and just be right. like cool as fuck. But like I'm not gonna like get wasted here because I'm too cool for that. Maybe she's so cool she won't get high. Wow, she really is high she's, on life. Yeah, she she <laughs> definitely is like, because she's that, um, I mean, like most of us, right? We're like feeling insecure and like nervous about things so that we drink or, you know, do other things at a party to like get the courage to like be there and like be okay. Paige doesn't need mm-hmm. that. She literally, no. like she soaks up all the confidence in a room she doesn't take the energy she takes up all the confidence and takes it if anything drinking might actually like deplete the confidence Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she's like no i need to be sober i'm fucking sober to judge like i'm i'm okay (laughs) i'm dancing on the tabletop like um your girl from 10 things i hate about you but i'm sober that was that was a choice Uh i made i was like i'm you're gonna all watch me right now um but they walk into the fair high as shit. I will say the actress, you play them play a pretty good. I don't think they play high well, but they do they do a good thing with they do a good job with their eyes and like mm-hmm. yeah, just kind of like I also feel like good they stuff. I kind of read this as like, oh, they're playing teenagers that are getting high before going to something at school well because I feel like teenagers that are like kind of like purposely going getting high before doing something like especially the two of them like i feel like they're gonna play it up a little bit more than their actual like sober level you know Mm -hmm. 
Like, I feel like they're going to take a little bit of, <laughs> like, they're going to make some choices that they probably, like, wouldn't have done just, like, because they're high. But they're like, oh, like, we can do we're this being because silly. we're high. Yeah. Yeah, we're being silly. We're being a little silly. They're doing a lot of little silly stuff. Um, I love that um, this is the second time we've gotten a portrayal of drug use on Degrassi. And they still don't quite get it because in, like, their POV, everything's, like, wavy. I'm like, that alcohol does that to you like i definitely have been drunk right. enough where like shit is not stable but like yeah. i never smoked weed and been like Whoa. if anything i'm just sitting there quietly eating my snacks yeah um <laughs> i'm just because i like eating popcorn <laughs> so um actually no for a long time my high food of choice and listener if you like to smoke weed i would suggest doing this i would smoke and i would eat sour patch kids Ooh. Okay, they're I have sour and they're sweet. My it's favorite. Nice, it's a nice sensory thing going okay. on. Okay, I mean, my favorite candy are the Sour Patch Watermelon. So I feel like I'd be down for Next that. Next time you you smoke some weed, I think you should get some Sour Patch Kids and just like sit there and just suck on them. And it's a it's a lovely experiment experience. Okay. Yeah, that was like my big thing. Or like Cheez Its are really good too. Um, Jimmy goes up to Derek because he wants to talk. And Derek is a little snarky shit. And Jimmy confronts him about his arrogance, basically. And um, Derek's like, oh, back off. And I'm like, um, like he's trying to do something. And once again, Derek calls Jimmy a cripple. And Jimmy roughs his shit up. I'm like, yes, Jimmy's been in the gym this summer. He fucking <laughs> like, yoked him up. <laughs> Which, honestly, Derek should have got the message then and there. Like, don't fuck with Jimmy. Jimmy's in a chair and he rubbed your shit up. <laughs> like, you know, Also, like, what? What person is like, you know what, like less than a year past the shooting, right? You come into the school and you're like, you know what, fuck the the shooting victim. I'm going to, I'm going to terrorize him. I'm going to publicly fight the guy in a wheelchair who is in a wheelchair because he got shot probably in the exact same hallway that this fight is happening. Like that, the, the gall on this man this boy to be like, you know what? This is this is what I'm choosing today. I'm choosing this. You know violence. what? It, you know what? It's Derek is like a Degrassi school shooting um, truther. He doesn't believe it happened. He's oh like those God, Sandy Hook so right. fucking truthers. He's like, it didn't happen. He's like, he's fake. This is this is why he's so triggering to me because I'm just like, he doesn't give a fuck. Like he 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 does not care about like social like. Uh, polit- <laughs> he's like he's like, I don't care what what politically correctness you say. I'm gonna beat this guy in a wheelchair. I don't care. It's like, um, <laughs> right? Awesome. It's it's so bizarre. It's like, why is this the person you're deciding to like dunk on? Like, like and Jimmy, Jimmy who was Jimmy who was also who's already like beloved by the school. Like, gets shot, survives. Like, he's a fucking saint at that school. Like. <laughs> Like you're not, you're only gonna make enemies fucking with Jimmy. Like no I one's know. gonna be on your side. That's why, like he he literally doesn't give a fuck. Where I'm like, he's the scariest person of all. Like he's terrifying. <laughs> he oh I'll, fuck, I'll fight this boy in a wheelchair. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, what, like what the fuck? Why are oh you doing God. this? Terrifying. So scary. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Paige and Alex talk about student loans, which is a real, real, real shit. Alex was like, listen, like, should we learn more about Alex? We already kind of knew she was, you know, um, 
she doesn't have the opportunities and like the privilege that Paige has. She's like, yeah, you know, I can't, I can't do student loans. Like my mom, we're on welfare. Mm-hmm. Like I, like with what, with what collateral? Like we don't have anything. And you would think that Paige at this point would start kind of getting like what her friend situation is when you keep hounding her about college. It's like this isn't just Alex. And honestly, a lot of Alex not wanting to college isn't just her fear. It's also I think it's a little bit of it's protection. She knows right. that her situation is not ideal, so it's like it's better that I just say I don't want to do it, unless she might in her heart she might fucking want to go to college so bad. Yeah. But it's better to say I just don't want to do it than to say admit that I can't and I have to watch my friends. You know, fucking Marcos are none of it. <laughs> Paige is exactly. going to dancing, seeing everyone go someplace, and she's going to be left behind. Uh, but Marco shows yeah. up, and he's like, I'm applying to dancing. I don't know what changed for him. He went to one seminar. He was like, that's it. I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm applying to dancing. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're both excited, and they're squealing, and as a snake shows up, and apparently Paige's family friend from dancing is on campus. He told her that Paige could meet her up, and now Paige is like, oh, shit. I'm high. <laughs> Yeah, this, I feel like this was a very accurate thing of, like, oh, shit, the paranoia of, like, someone's gonna know, and then you, like, freaking out, like. Yeah. Like, because I feel like at this point she was, like, kind of sobering up, but then, like, the thing of, like, oh, shit, they're gonna know I'm high, like, the, the, what is it, not the discourse, the disarray. (laughs) Yes, the disarray of just, like, oh, shit, yeah. I mean, I think half of it was, like, her paranoia. Um, they uh-huh. go to the bathroom and Paige is like trying to like, you know, throw water in her face, trying to like, which also I, when you're too high, when like being high is the worst because uh-huh. it's so hard to sober up. At least when you drink, it's easier to sober up when you've been drinking. Like you can make yourself throw up. You can, you can drink right. coffee. You can do a lot of things, try to get your, your shit together. When you smoke weed, it's like, you just have to ride it out. Like you can't really do much. Um, right. Paige is freaking out about it. Alex is like, just blow it off. It's no big deal. Um, Paige's future is hanging in the balance and she tells Alex, she, you know, you know, you're not worried about this space because you don't have a future, which was like hurtful as fuck. And I think the actress that played Alex played it really well and like yeah. showing that hurt and just like walking out. Um, back at basketball tryouts, Jimmy tells the guys that they need to work on their three point shooting. It's about technique, which I don't know if that's true. I don't know if you'd work on technique, you would do three pointers. No. Would you? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, a little bit of a basketball having played a little bit of it it's like technique is not really like you're that's not really how you score points in basketball not three pointers it's like actually being able to like get in the paint yeah. it's like that's how you fucking point score yeah. points but sure um canada they invented basketball um <laughs> jimmy makes a three-pointer from his chair and challenges Derek to try it Derek makes a shot too then jimmy is like okay i'm gonna take you to school so he goes um <laughs> to uh to take another shot and then um it's like from a half court and then Derek does it too and Jimmy goes almost full court and he makes a shot and then um then we see uh Derek try and he sucks and it's like supposed to be like oh he schooled you I'm like that's not it's like oh that's a really hard shot though like yeah 1v1 like what the fuck like that's a fucking hard shot like (laughs) very few people can make that shot I mean it's pretty impressive you can do that in a wheelchair but also like is it prove that much it's not like it proves that much necessarily it's like it's, Most people can't do that. <laughs> it's also the 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 weird thing about this episode is at the beginning of the episode, the first practice that we're seeing Jimmy as the assistant coach, he's uh, critiquing Derek because he's not shooting with his legs, and then he like he's not using his legs to like power his shot, 
And then later in the episode when they're having this, you know, back and forth competition to see who can make the basket, Jimmy's literally schooling him by the fact that he's not using his legs. So I'm like, <laughs> what's... <laughs> what? That does kind of contradict the lesson. It's like, so I don't need to use my legs, what you're saying. Like, I could just shoot the way I was shooting. Because it's kind of like you're shooting. Exactly. If Derek was smart, he would call him out for that, but... We've established that Derek is not smart. So. That's a good point. And I feel like, and obviously the, I feel like they were trying to kind of imply like, they're trying to imply like, okay, Jimmy's telling them to shoot like with their legs. He's able to do the things like that they can't do and that they are trying to do even though he had at a disadvantage. But I don't know that's really teaching them anything outside of like, I'm just better than you. <laughs> like it's not really teaching them how to be better. It's kind of like, I'm better just objectively and give up yeah (laughs) it's again Degrassi is like uh I guess we gotta give Jimmy something here you go like it's so it's it's so so haphazard and and get this then he makes a shot Derek tries and he sucks and and like he's like he's like congratulations you just got beat by a cripple then he leaves I'm like wait so tryouts over now or what's going on here like but he has to leave when you drop a, a fucking diss like that you have to leave. i know you can't literally. just say that and then be like okay back to <laughs> Liam. Like, <laughs> exactly. like it doesn't work um but anyway um Paige finds the the family friend the library she's like you know she's like oh i'm fucking high and like oh. um which like the worst thing you can do when you're under the influence of anything is trying to not seem like you're under the influence because it's when it gives you right. away like you're doing way too much um basically she's like she starts talking some nonsense i don't know what kind of weed she's on i think that shit was late. um <laughs> she's on like that she on that dust, dust was in there <laughs> she on that dust like what what are what is going on like why are you talking like this um basically Paige blows it and she admits that she's high starts laughing and she's fucking like geeking over there I'm like okay interesting um, in the hallway, Derek runs up to catch up with Jimmy. And he's like, whoa, that was amazing. Can you teach me how to do that? And Jimmy's like, yeah. Just so you know, I'm your coach, not the guy who got shot. <laughs> it's like The way he delivers oh, lines in this is always very like, I don't know. It's very strange I, to me. I know. That's it's very it's old just... black man. It's like, why do you sound so old? Like, uh... <laughs> Jimmy, 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 Aubrey. Yeah, Graham. this 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 episode is very corny. I'm sorry. Like his his storyline is very corny. It's it's giving it's giving Degrassi OGPS like like after school special, and I don't like that. Exactly, and that's what I hate. I think what reminds me of like when I was talking about earlier, it reminds me, not reminds me. It it just is giving so much ableist like energy because it's like oh where we like pity Jimmy's character so much because he's got shot and is now in a wheelchair and now is like in our minds less of a human. So we're going to pity him and then give him like corny ass storylines mm-hmm. um, because like we have to give him something, but we're not going to give him anything substantial. Um, cause... Or interesting or complex. Yeah. Just like he's rising yeah. above his disability and it's like, it's been less But he's also I not, because like, he's getting in a fight with the fellow student and, like, schooling him and not coaching. Like, it, what, are you, what are you trying to tell us, Degrassi? Like, pick one. Yeah. No, you're right. It is very... I mean, Degrassi, it's... 
it tries to go there sometimes. Um, at work, Alex is still pissed. Paige is grounded. Um, Alex doesn't want to talk, but Paige is like, listen, I'm sorry for being like a shitty friend, basically. And Alex tells her that she was right. Like, she's like, I don't have a future. And she's like, I don't know what the reality for Alex is that she doesn't know what her future is. It's like, I don't mind have a place to stay tonight. My mom has an abusive boyfriend. We might end up in a shelter mm-hmm. tonight. I might sleep at home. I don't fucking know. Um, I, I cannot plan for my future. I don't even know what my, ten, my, what my tomorrow is. And um, they ultimately come to the conclusion that they both are scared of the futures, though. Again, it's like false equivalency. And like, <laughs> Paige still ha- is going to be fine. Paige, is, Paige still had an in at the Harvard of the right. North. She kind of bungled it, but I think she's it's still her mom's friend. She'll be fine. Mm. She smoked weed. It's okay. Alex literally might be homeless tonight. <laughs> I don't think these are the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, but you know... But the point is that still we're trying to kind of we're bringing these characters together that um you know we haven't we you know have had a very complex past and I guess it is fun to see them kind of play off of each other and you know mm-hmm. we got more in common than we think. Um before we move on song choice. Um so <laughs> I did not uh choose um Sprung by T-Pain. Thought about it, but I was like, "Eh, you know, maybe save it for a different time. So I chose, um, uh, well, I was thinking about how, you know, we're kind of establishing some things, but we don't know what the end result or what, like, will come for Alex, for Paige, uh, for Jimmy, you know? Um, And, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of their stories are still unwritten. So I chose Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. Ooh, I am unwritten. <laughs> That's all I can sing before you get a copyright right to strike, probably. <laughs> that That's a good one. You. That song was ever. Oh my god, when that song came out, where is she? Because she was like everywhere and then nowhere. Mm-hmm. Her pocket full of sunshine. Oh my god! Uh, wow. There's like a few others that I can't even think. There's of also the top of um, shit. Uh, there's another one that I really like. There's unwritten pocketful sunshine, and it's like un uh these words are my own. Oh my god! Like when I think of Natasha Bedingfield, I remember of like the like when I was watching TRL and like watching MTV and like, like what I think, you know, there's like some eras of like, you just remember a lot of music videos of that time. Like you could still visualize it. Like mm-hmm. these words is one of those music videos that I could like literally like see from start to finish in my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. I do like that. And song. It's also, also I auditioned the, uh, with that this... song once to be in a acapella group in college and they rejected me. Okay. Bitches. I was good. Um So what was what was your song, sorry? Oh no, it's fine. Um I was I was talking a lot. Um so oh. I just decided to <laughs> sorry, lean into I th- you. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, I decided we're leading to like our whole like we're like, stoner comedy with Alex and Paige. So I chose Because I Got High by Afro Man. Oh, okay. Okay. That was my ringtone for a little bit of 
middle school and I like oh, I don't God. know why I literally had never done a drug in my life and I was like I don't know how it was my I don't know why I don't think I chose it you know I think it might have been I got my first cell phone I think was a hand-me-down and I think it was of my course. cousins and I think she still had that phone that ringtone and she probably was smoking weed so I think it's what happened is that I just had her ringtone and I had because I got high on my phone question was it a real ringtone or was it one of those like digitally it was once you no as long as you buy you remember like when you could buy like the song not like yeah. not like just like the pixely like yeah no but it actually was like the you know a few seconds of the song i had that wow i, I mean like when i'm <laughs> talking about like those commercials like the amount of ad space that they were just like ramming down our throats um i remember thinking like I one day when I'm like rich and have a job, like I'll buy my own ringtone. <laughs> oh, I used to like I I had I had limits. Like my mom, I had to like, ask like, can uh-huh. I buy a ringtone? I want one, <laughs> and she would let me. It was like just when I, before I found out how to illegally download music. I'm like, I want to buy some iTunes music. How much money can I use? And she's like, ten dollars oh for music. I could get like, but like eight songs. <laughs> Tell me why. I mean, like, the fear of, like, possibly accidentally buying something and then your parents seeing it on the phone bill, like, I feel like it's still, like, in my system. Like, that fear is still, like, resonating in me. Yeah. Because I feel like watching those commercials, I was like, well, they must be, like, $50. Like, each ringtone, they say it's 99 cents, but it probably works out to about $50. Because why would my parents not let me get it? And it really was 99 cents. And, like, I, I used to be the same with like, pay-per-view. I'd call my mom, like, can I please buy a movie? Just one please, movie. Can I buy this? And she usually would just let me do it. I, I, war- I would call her. I'd be, like, skipping school. Like, can I buy a movie? And she'd be at work. She's like, oh, yeah, okay. Just, just buy your movie. I don't care. Like, she doesn't care. So, so I think it's why I'm so loosey-goosey now about buying stuff on Amazon. I'm like, I'm just going to buy. I'm going to rent this. I'm like, it's my money. I can do it. No, I... <laughs> Like I still have to like talk myself into being like you can pay for this two ninety nine like one time purchase like it's it's not that much money but in my mind it's like oh my god like this is I gotta I gotta pay rent like I can't I, I can't afford it <laughs> I've spent so much money on just episodes of True Life I'm like I don't care I'm buying this shit well, I'm gonna own I rewatch them like I feel like it was worth it. It's worth it. I I probably have to deal with it later. I have student loans, and I'm just like I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy the season of your life. (laughs) That's that's what's more important for me. (laughs) You could either this this is my logic. Sometimes you could either start paying your student loans or just wait eventually for the times for the tides to turn, and then eventually they get paid off. You know exactly. I'm not listen. I'm not going to deprive myself of happiness. Because Joe Biden wants his money. I want to watch across the universe, but it's not on any streaming service right now. So I'm going to buy it and I'm going to watch it, okay? Oh, gosh. Across the universe. I mean, we literally thought that this was a movie of a generation. You're like, oh, I love gosh, Strawberry Fields. <laughs> I love this movie. I watch it. I've, I, I own it now. I actually do have the DVD. Like, I watch it you when I want to now. You would miss Beatles are my personality in high school. 
that was my whole fucking personality. I, I don't give a fuck, dude. I didn't give a fuck. It was. And um, Jim Sturgis, I think he definitely, Evan kind of looks like the guy from the movie. I think he, he definitely does. implanted in my little brain. And I was like, I'll marry that man. And then I married Evan. I was like, this is good enough. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> oh, God. That's hilarious. Love that. I'm going to make him grow his hair out and then make him sit by the sea and sing girl to me. <laughs> Acapella. Oh my god. <laughs> Acapulco. Oh my god. That's true love. That, that's true love. And he's like, why am I doing this? I'm like, just do it. Just do it. Like just do, do it. you love me or not? <laughs> How much do you love me? <laughs> um, are you ready for the next episode? Foolin. I am ready. Wonderful. Um, synopsis. Um, Foolin. JD's happy in love with Liberty until she reveals that she is four months pregnant. The couple experiences problems as reality begins to set in. Meanwhile, when they begin dating, Spinner grows worried that Darcy will find out about his involvement in the school shooting. Ooh, this episode, um, we're entering the era where I have no idea where or when things are happening. And I forget lots of details about people. And it's exciting for me. And I'm happy for it. And this episode was that. <laughs> it's like everything's brand new. um so we get our cold open which is in jt's car he's teaching liberty how to drive and um she successfully does not crash the car which is good uh and jt wants to celebrate and he pulls out an entire sleeve of condoms and i'm like i forgot that they have sex ew in my mind they're not really dating so much He's and they're like, like so oh, open God. about it. And like, how much are they fucking? Like, why do you? Do that? I've never needed. Maybe okay. Maybe I'm gonna like you know. I'm 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 exposing my L's, but I have never needed an entire fucking sleeve of condoms that's excessive. Nope, nope, no. It's nope. excessive. It's like, what do you know? Whole sleeve. Like, how much are you nutting, dude? Like, why do you need a whole sleeve of condoms? Something you know that age that- for one time. Come on. <laughs> And also, I this is something I, I'm kind of upset at Degrassi for not, like, kind of highlighting more or just, like, going into more. Like, we're in the post-American Pie era. Like, we are aware that, like, band geeks and nerds, like, fuck. Like, like the nerds yeah, are the ones that are freaks. fucking the most. Exactly. They're and the, the fact that they just, like, glazed over this opportunity with JT and Liberty, that being said... I did not want to see it. <laughs> but I think if I was eased into the idea of them fucking, I probably would, it'd be less jarring. Um, yeah. They but, just don't give me like, and I, this feels mean. And it's not, they're, 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 they're fine looking. I'm not saying like they're, they're look weird or anything, but they're like, they're cute. I think they're cute. Like, oh, they're like cute little couple, but like they have zero chemistry. Yeah. So then therefore zero sex appeal. So anything to know about sex, I'm just like, stop. Like you're not like, okay. Like, ew. Yeah. Like, JT mm-hmm. has more chemistry with Toby. I mean, you said it. I did it. But I believe it. They don't have chemistry. So when you're just like, yeah, we're fucking. It's like. Okay, I don't believe it. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe that. Like, <laughs> I, it's, I, it's, not, it's not like fucking like, okay, other pregnancy story, Craig and Manny. I'm like, yeah, I see that. Like, they, they have mm-hmm. chemistry. I can feel like, yes, these people probably would be into each other. But like. JT and Liberty. I think just needed to pair them up, honestly. And it's just like, it's very awkward. 
Yeah. And it's like we go from because I'm trying to think when did they did they start dating at the end of season uh, four? They were dating because they kissed. Their first kiss was when they were um, writing the play, the Dracula play. Remember, they were trying to pitch the play, and mm. Radich was like, "No, it's like after the shoes, right. after the shooting, but it's before Emma sucked dick in the movie because she she sucks dick during the rehearsal, during a tech right. rehearsal. So like yes, it's yes, more yes. between there." <laughs> timing i love it i love i love how we like had this time up okay this is perfect okay (laughs) okay so but like we did i mean that's probably like the last time we like acknowledged their relationship so we got a few moments during the um the emma ravine episodes we're just like they're like oh we're like creative partners mm-hmm. which is why I also this storyline I mean I get it Liberty is pregnant so she has she's she's you know she's worrying about their future you know so like I understand why she's being especially hard on JT but I feel like they're still trying to frame JT as like ooh class clown it's like JT successfully directed an entire play which is pretty yeah. impressive for a teenager like he actually like and, and acted in it like that's like okay like I see you Olivia Wilde like you're doing both like <laughs> All right, don't worry, darling. Like, like <laughs> okay, okay, supporting role also director. <laughs> oh god, but the I I guess one thing that I do that about this episode that does uh, read true is the fact that Liberty is like disgusted by JT. I'm like, that seems accurate. That I felt. That I felt. Like, yeah, she hates him. (laughs) She's like, get your dick away from me. (laughs) Before, it was like, it was kind of one of those things of like annoyance of like, oh my gosh, I hate JT, but like, I literally like can't stay off his dick. And now she's like literally repulsed by him and like can't stand to be around him. And I'm like, she's like, you are so gross with your your sleeve. This this is not Oreos. Why do you take a whole sleeve to offer to me? It's sick. Uh, um, but Liberty sees that sleeve of condoms and she <laughs> is very much annoyed she's standoffish and uh, JT mentions that she's been like this since school started and I'm like oh here we go a mood change mm-hmm. uh, Ooh, a, a couple days yeah. A call, shout out somebody. There was a listener who either commented or DM, and I'm sorry, I don't remember your name, but we had made a comment that during the Kevin Smith episodes, Liberty was just like eating a bunch of pickles. She ate a bunch of food or something. Someone commented it, and they were like, Liberty is pregnant. And I was like, yes. oh, Eli. I, I do. I do remember seeing that comment as well. And I remember mm-hmm. thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh doing lord's work thank you for that yeah, the math um, the math maths yeah it the works. math is thing. Yeah. um and yeah because i think at this point she's pregnant four months i think she says i think she's she known for three for three months and it was over the summer okay. so it's like yeah and that was during yeah, the, summer, that the beginning of the summer so yeah it makes sense um and this is in they're kind of hinting that they've been having sex already and that this is not like the breaking of their virginity. Um, we get our first scene in the hallway. Liberty arrives at school and we're getting ready for the morning announcement auditions, which of course Liberty is taking very, very seriously. 
Um, and remember the I flashback to when we had like actually you're you're not really giving um, Oshkosh, you're giving Liberty um, like season one and season two. <laughs> you're mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the it's the I highest quit this podcast I and just click off. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I am. Yes, I am. But but look at you now. You're you're with child. You have a man in your life. Liberty. I would not call it. <laughs> As you like with you're with child, I was like, I'm drinking wine. No, I'm not. <laughs> like, no, you is liberty. <laughs> okay. Um, and but like. Looking back, thinking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, remember when Liberty, like, couldn't do the morning announcements and Ashley was, like, so fed up with her? We had, like, Ashley, terrible haircut Ashley before the ecstasy. (laughs) But fucking trapezoid. Yes. (laughs) She had the love of her life. Jimmy was still walking. Like, times were different back then. (laughs) Why do you say that? Jimmy's still walking. Because <laughs> no, it was said, like, before the trauma of the shooting. That's what yeah, I was Yeah, Liberty's meaning. come a, lo- a long way. Um, but, you yeah. know, she's pregnant now, so she probably could start writing overalls again. Actually, yeah. ideal. She would she would pull those off greatly. She looked great. Um, but she's obviously, like, she's busy. She's booked and busy. She's working, and she has lots of things to do as school president and the you know passing of the torch with the announcements. So JT wants to try out, you know, he's, he's, you know, reminding everyone of his, uh, <laughs> his career in comedy as, as well as a Super child actor. Fries. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he is a child actor. He is. Um, and Liberty thinks she calls it an irresponsible move. It's not, you know, it's not smart for his future. They have a disagreement, and JT's kind of frustrated that Liberty's not encouraging his, um, you know, his wants or dreams. He's not being supported in that, and he walks away. Um, we get to Miss Kwan's class, and Spinner gets an A minus um, wow. for something that's not uh, clarified. He this is the second time taking this class. Um, <laughs> I would hope he gets an A at this point. It's like, boy. <laughs> Come, Come on, on now. now. You know, she, they, they won't be making whole new uh, new uh, lesson plans. The same shit they, reti- they recycle exactly. every year. Like, Ms. Kwan is busy, thing, okay? Just, just change Her husband up, is know? sick. Yeah, she's busy. Um, <laughs> is he still sick? I hope I not. not. He's probably he's probably in remission, hopefully. Um, <laughs> so Spinner gets an A-, and Darcy is asking for advice on how to do better, uh, you know, for her grade point average with Miss Kwan's class. It's really difficult. Um, so Spinner's like, Ooh, girl's talking to me. Okay. All right. He, cause you know, he's, he's been a, a waiter and a bus boy at the dot. So he's been like chatting girls up and he's gotten really good at like his, his it's flirting approach. Yeah. He's like, Oh, you want a latte? <laughs> <laughs> That's his flirting. He's like, <laughs> He just names coffee drinks. Let me just foam that up for you real quick. <laughs> it's like, um, can you not? I, I would like no foam in my latte, actually, please. No foam, actually. You're creeping me out. <laughs> yeah. um, I'd like a flat-ass latte, please. Um, oh, you want a flat white? Oh, I got that for you. Like, oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> ah! Oh, God. What does um, that but, mean? <laughs> 
Yeah. But Darcy, Darcy, you know, checks that, but also is like, you know, she's kind of, she's kind of intrigued. So Spinner offers to help with uh, English um, if she will help um, him flirt. Because she's kind of flirting, she's flirtingly commenting on how bad his flirting is. So he flirts back and says, well, maybe I should get some coaching from you. Um. And uh, at this point, he lies about why he failed this class last year and why he's repeating it. Um, he's mm-hmm. kind of being a little vague about things like that. But we know why he failed. Um, we Darcy get to the also boy- has yeah. very um, of the era, like extensions. It's like very oh like... God. It's she looks she's giving me Chelsea from Teen Mom. It's like a lot. And she's so little. She's like a little and she's so cute. She's so little, but she has so much hair on her. She's so much hair. And I really wish they had given her like less extensions because it's like, oh my god, like how does she she balance that? But it's like, okay, Darcy, like they're cute. I I, I do like um I wanna say I don't know how much I I remember Darcy and Spinner together, but I this initial kind of like little little, you know, cheeky bunts is is cute yeah. it's cute they have very like their their chemistry is very believable and mm-hmm. like Aw. and Shanae grimes is reminding us like she's like this is why i'm gonna be on the fucking cw in a little bit watch me bitch Listen. like I, i'm act i'm acting right now okay i can act <laughs> <laughs> i know how to run my lines get out of my way mm-hmm. um we get to the boys change room and uh, we get a Toby appearance, which is honestly a rare occasion. And we get a few lines be, from him. I'd be forgetting about Toby. Toby Shaw, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so do the writers. Oh, so do the writers. <laughs> right? Like, oh, yeah, Toby. Like, Toby's alive still. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he, just, he just survived the school shooting after his friend, his only friend came to the school with a gun, shot, shot up the school. Uh, and then his best friend died. And then Toby just has to, like go on with life his as stepsister goes to as london like, as shocking and iconic as emma getting a gonorrhea is um i really wish we'd gotten like dark toby i wish we'd gotten like uh like, to- like toby's bestie toby had no friends his one friend ended up shooting up the school <laughs> like i want that story like toby toby could have had a really cool like he's being shunned by more people because they're like oh like your friend was a shooter he just gets like a little you funeral know. thing with Rick. And I'm like, no, I want like, <laughs> what happens to Toby? Like, I don't know. Let Toby you know so take the be- ravine. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I, okay. We're gonna, we're gonna fanfic Toby's ravine storyline. Okay. So Toby like goes through some dark shit, but like his rebellion isn't sexual. His is like, He's like, okay, I guess now that, like, I've had this, like, dark side of my life, I need to have, like, a dark persona. So he goes on, like, full Hot Topic and goes on, like, a shopping. <laughs> he gets a studded Stop belt, Toby. studded bracelets, and, like, goes through Veen and, like, uh, he gets some pills and, like... He somehow he ends up like hanging out with Jay and like Jay is like kind of like annoyed by him, but like Toby's persistent. So like he gets to like hang out with Jay for a week and they like kind of bond and uh, Toby almost gets caught by like all of his teachers um, for doing like stealing shit. Uh, 
And then, but because it's Toby, they don't believe that he did it. <laughs> so they just <laughs> let him go. And he, but he starts wearing guy liner. Um, and Jay just like constantly makes fun of him, but like also like lets him hang out with him. And I then, like this. Uh-huh. And then what happens? Yeah. And then Toby has his ravine van moment and he ends up getting a bracelet, but he's too ashamed to wear it on his wrist. So he wears it on his, he wears it as an anklet. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, he got it from sucking dick? Um, sucking dick. And I think he also got his dick sucked. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like that about it. That, that. I like, I like the idea of Toby kind of going like dark, like dark Toby. Yeah. You know, like, like, you know, but then again, you know, we can always just hope. I think actually, no, Toby might go kind of dark later. Yeah. I feel like, like he... vaguely Toby like goes like aggro, which I'm like, I would like seeing Toby in like a fight club. Yes. Toby Jones joins a, a fight club. Yes. I that... feel like that's a storyline to Grassy later though. It's not Toby, but I think like like ten seasons later, I think somebody is in a fight club. I swear to God. That's something that happens on the show. Yeah. Uh okay, so Toby hears about JT and Liberty getting their freak on, um, to quote. <laughs> and uh Toby is you know, happy for JT, but also kind of concerned for how Liberty is treating JT because JT's kind of, you know, concerned or um, JT's complaining a little bit about it. Um, but this is when I realized that JT and Toby haven't been friends or talking at all because this is the first time that Toby's hearing about JT losing his virginity. Yeah, I'm like... What happened? Because I know they had had a falling out, but they made up again. I'm like mm-hmm. the way that JT is bragging about the sex. This can't. This is the first time they've seen each other since summer. Like, how do I'm sh- I feel like JT would call him immediately? Like, yeah, what just happened? That's what I was sucks. thinking too. JT's one of those guys. He's obsessed. Yeah, and if he's not telling Toby, who is he talking to? But I'm like, oof. Feel bad for Toby. <laughs> Toby is grossed out, and I'm like, girl, same. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Toby is all of us. Um, we get a scene in the hallway, and Spinner um, is trying to apologize to Jimmy as Jimmy is trying to very quickly get away from him. <laughs> <laughs> He's chasing him down the hallway. It's like, Spinner, stop. Like, you can't. So you spinner, read somebody. the room. Come yeah. on. Um, and he's asking Jimmy for another chance since it's a whole new year. You know, things are different now. <laughs> I Jimmy. can't walk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Literally. I still Literally. cannot walk. <laughs> I can't. Like, and he's like, Fuck I've changed. Off. And it's like, okay, Spinner, you're still not like. You might have changed, but you're still not, like, realizing that, like, it's not... Jimmy doesn't have to forgive you. Like, he doesn't. No. And, and the he doesn't impact. Owe you that. This isn't like you I just know. embarrassed me or you got me in trouble. Like, I was shot in the back. And I had to spend exactly. time in the hospital. I had to do all that rehab. 
Um, I have to fucking coach this whack ass basketball team with these fucking asshole kids. <laughs> like my life is changed forever. Like you're gonna have to it takes like he's he's giving Paige last yes last episode. Just like that was last year. It's like <laughs> yeah for you, but <laughs> some of us are still exactly. dealing with the ramifications of of your actions. So you know, cool it exactly. Um. <clears throat> Uh, but Darcy is overhearing this and Spinner realizes it. He's like, ah, shit, Darcy's got to find out the truth. Um, he tells her part of the truth of why, <laughs> of why Jimmy's so mad at him and the involvement with the shooting. But he doesn't give the full story of why Jimmy is so mad specifically. He's like, I, played, I played a prank. Kid brought a yeah. gun. And now I'm persona non grato, which I love. I love that running bit of Spinner never saying the proper term. I know. It's like persona non grato. But, but you know, um, <laughs> what's weird about this scene, um, and this is, again, you know, I, I hate just punching holes in Degrassi's writing. Because I do, again, I love this show. And I feel like since the mm-hmm. way I talk about it, it sounds like I don't love it. I just, I love it so much that I want it to be better. Um, right. Yeah. Exactly. It's. They the way that Spinner talks to Darcy is if she's just she's new to the school. Darcy was here when Rick was here, when Rick was alive. Remember he yeah, was he was trying to flirt with her, and that's when Jimmy when Jake not Jimmy um, or Jake when Jay saw that and was like, oh, like we need to stop this kid. Like he's out here trying to like talk to some new girl after what happened to Terry, mm-hmm. and it's like they're he's talking to to Darcy in a way. Um, I was under the impression, well, she's talking to her as a way, okay, let's say she doesn't know Spinner's involvement. But even the way he talks to her about the shooting, she says something about, like, it's almost like she's hearing about the shooting for the first time. And I'm like, yeah, you were at the school when a shooting happened. You definitely knew, knew about the shooting. But I'm even questioning, like, did you mm-hmm. not know about Spinner's involvement? Because when it gets out that Spinner did it, remember he's dating Manny, she dumps him. And people are mm-hmm. actively like looking at him. It's like, was she like, did she have mono that week? Like what? Like I feel like you would know. Yeah. I feel like so many students, or at least the way that it was framed, it made it seem like the implication was like, oh, like, everyone now knows, and now Spinner's a total outcast. Whereas it's like they're she's yeah. talking to her like she's totally unaware of this, and it's like, no, Darcy, you're on the same team as Manny, or you were. Like Manny never mentioned like. I don't know. It's just, it's, just, it's just like little things. I wish they had just held yeah. off on bringing Darcy until now. Because then it's kind of like she works fine as a new character and as a new student. But it's weird having her have existed in the same timeline and act like she's like totally unaware. Or anything. Maybe she was too busy praying. She just like missed all of it. <laughs> You're so right. Because it's like the... Like, we obviously, as viewers, know that she was there last season, but the way that they're writing her this season this is, is as if she's a brand new character, which I guess if you're, like, just starting this season, maybe, but, like, don't, don't, don't play but she like was here. She was here so, it wouldn't even make sense if, like, I wish they just never brought her, I wish they had yeah. saved her until the end of last season when she was a cheerleader. Instead, they brought her in. As when Rick was definitely still alive. So it's like, it was so long yeah, ago. It just feels very like, why is she acting so confused by it? She everything? was the one that allowed the... Rick to kiss her. 
Yes. It is now the second time that someone, that Darcy has been a character that didn't know about a person's past. She lets Rick kiss her because she's new to the school. That made right. sense because she was new. She didn't know about Terry and all that. And it's somehow, she, okay, that happened, but then she didn't know about, the same Rick that you let kiss shot up the school. You didn't hear about the other stuff that happened after that and the spinner was a part of it. I have a hard time believing that. You just didn't know. Yeah. How big is this fucking school? <laughs> <laughs> they got a small ass gym so it's difficult to say yeah she's like oh girl i was busy um but darcy nonetheless um says you know what hey do you want to hang out some a group of us are getting together in room 200 such and such this afternoon you should come by and spinner's like (laughs) oh god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that should have been that should have been it um but spinner's kind of room, like room 316 that should have they that mm-hmm. should have thrown that in there like i'll meet you in room 316 <laughs> that might have been it who knows oh god <laughs> but spinner's like okay silver lining a girl likes me and she's inviting me out i i am on the horizon of new friends we get to the media media immersion room and Liberty and JT are talking about plans uh, for later. Um, JT's trying to suggest they have, you know, get together with some friends for a movie. Um, but Liberty is too busy. Uh, she's a working gal and mm-hmm. she's kind of, she's obviously stressed about something. So JT being the boyfriend that he is, I guess. Um, I just, it's, it's bizarre to say boyfriend, um, uh, you know, suggests that he come pick her up and, you know, it can be a fun time to relax. So, uh, Liberty is like, okay, I'll join. That's a good idea. Um, and she kind of gives in and is kind of happy that JT is being so considerate. Um, (laughs) we get to after school in room 316 spinner shows up (laughs) to hang out with darcy and they're all sitting in a circle all the chairs are like pulled into a circle and it's like oh god oh shit they're addicts i would have like oh shit i know (laughs) oh fuck she had it oh shit no that would have been more interesting oh bet like shoddy bad like okay (laughs) honestly I feel like they should have made that a storyline because then, like, she's like, hey, if you make mistakes, it's okay. But I like that they gave Darcy Ooh, a Christian that edit. That so cool, though. Even, because, I mean, AA is still very Christian. Like, it's still very good religious. That would have been still kind of cool if she if it was, like, a Christian thing. But she's like, hey, like, I wish we had gotten Darcy having a dark past. Ooh, it's that she's kind of just like a, like a lamb and like, oh, I'm just Christian girl. It's like, I wish she had like a dark past and like, yeah, I went through some shit and then like I found God and you can find God too. Yo, that would have been dope. I know. Damn, you should you should have been the Rotter Room girl. You would have been in there like, you would have been there with your laptop like, okay, listen, I have a pitch. <laughs> I guess I, I love that storyline because then it means she has a dark past, but I am at least happy to know that she will eventually have a fall from grace and she will yeah, leave her Christian really, ways. But it's so bad, though. I, I, would, know. I can't It's fun for, like, a hot second, rough. and then like, it gets oh, dark. God. It gets so dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Darcy goes really So dark. I guess we get to, yeah. we get to see the, the darkness instead of just hearing about her dark past. That's um, true. But uh, Spinner shows up, he sits down, and he's like, hi. He's kind of questioning things. And then 
uh, she's like, all right, let's get started. And she reaches for Spinner's hand, which he's like kind of really excited about at first. And then he realizes that they're all joining hands to then say the Lord's Prayer <laughs> to start this whole thing. And he's like, ah, shit. <laughs> I love it. I Okay, so I love this scene because they're like, it's, it's called Friendship Club. I'm like, what's the first real friendship club? And she's like, we, the first real friendship club is we always talk about friendship club. Like, yes, yeah, spread the word. <laughs> it's, actually, I thought it was kind of funny. I was like, that's a nice little reference. But then um, the realization, my first thought was like, instead of the she's not Christians, Christian, I thought they're Christian. <laughs> so we're just like, oh, shit. Like, this is crazy. Terrifying. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you remember? Do you remember this? Okay, so there was like there wasn't a friendship club in high school, but there was uh, I think it was called the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yeah, at what our the school. fuck was that about? <laughs> so, I never understood that. Like, why Christian athlete? Like, what, what do they pray and then play kickball? I don't get it. So um, I went to a few of those meetings because I, being the, <laughs> of course you did, <laughs> because I, I remember thinking. Athlete. But, okay, so the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, I think it was started by, like, the club started, but then it became a national-wide, like, organization. Um, Mm -hmm. And so you didn't have to be an athlete to go, uh, but I remember, like, it was, I think it was started by athletes, and that's just where where the name comes from. Um, And so I remember thinking, (laughs) I... My whole thing of like when I grew up in the church I grew up in was that like I needed I needed to do the right things like publicly. So I remember thinking like, ugh, like it's probably sinful for me not to go to the to the FCA, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, like because mm-hmm. then I'm like denying my faith in my mind. Um, so I tried go, but it was during lunchtime, and I remember thinking like, well, that's gonna be weird if I'm like not hanging out with you guys at lunch. And so I remember I was like, okay, I'll go. And I think I went to like maybe two of them, but then it was like so uncomfortable. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to this So I looked them up because I was curious. Did you mm-hmm. have to take a, a a purity statement? Do a purity statement? Um, No, like I didn't go to the first meeting. So I'm assuming, but I'm assuming maybe they did that at the beginning, but it's kind of like a volunteer based meeting well but well is it stu- yeah, actually no sorry student leaders sign a student leader application when serving in leadership roles within the uh, org which requires signing the sexual purity statement also they're i mean they're anti-homosexuality which is not shocking surprise. but not shocked that's interesting yeah i never really got it I, I remember like that being a thing at our school being like what the fuck I didn't they have brownies all the time because one of our friends <laughs> to go with you to get brownies <laughs> But she was Christian though, so it, it worked out. But she wasn't an athlete. Yeah. But she was like, she would go so she can get the snacks. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, work. But I mean, like I've I've said this before. I grew up in a in a church that was very much like I grew up in thinking that the church and congregation or denomination that I grew up in was like the only correct church within Christianity. So I was the only ones going to heaven. So the um I the kind of practice of like possibly going to like other christian gatherings or other like worship type environments that weren't under the realm of like the church of christ was like i also thought was kind of sinful so i remember thinking like oh my gosh i can't be 
even if it's like the fellowship of Christian athletes, like they're not the right kind of Christians. So I guess it's it's not really worth it for me to go. <laughs> Listen, I'm very much like our friend who went for the snacks. I I'm willing. I'm surprised I haven't joined a cult. Honestly, I think it's because they usually don't have good snacks. If they had good snacks, I might. They don't. If there was a cult with like fucking charcuterie board, and they're like, "Hey, girl." You want to get audited? I'd be like, yes. Scientologists had charcuterie, charcuterie boards where you do like you get like the, the for your first auditing. I might join. So I'm like, mm, yeah, I love a mm-hmm. cheese board. <laughs> mm, this is a, that's an aged Gouda. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> there was one when I was at school. There was like one. It's like, ooh, who's oh. that? Xenu? I love. <laughs> is <laughs> so that wait? I is that the guy from? It. No, it's okay. Um, is was Xenu in Scientology? Yes. Or is that okay? Not, it's not Xenon twenty world twenty first century. <laughs> now that's the that's the Scientology um, now congregation who, I would go to. If Xenon twenty first century was like, hey girl, he read this book, I'd be like, yeah, duh. <laughs> I just had a realization. I think Xenon, like the the what was it called, the space station, was just like. Uh, like a sect of a cult because they like were all like because it wasn't like a government based like it definitely space station xenon definitely had a lot of like um it was very like pro well actually wasn't pro we one can argue that it's actually anti-privatization because it wasn't like the like like the international space station actually was funded by this guy i think it was his space station he's kind of was like elon musk i think that xenon actually kind of um called out you know elon musk before really knew who he was and that's what that was and he was You're going so right. to blow up wasn't he gonna blow up the space station for insurance money <laughs> right i feel like that's not really how that like i know it's like a no, very that, common trope but it's like yeah. a, a whole space station for insurance is, is insane like <laughs> they're gonna yes. catch you Wow, I need to do a rewatch of those. We're good. Actually, I have done a, re- a recent rewatch in the past year. Z Xenon, uh, Z three. There's three of them. Xenon, the Girl, Twenty First Century is a bop. Z two, the sequel. The sequel. Not not great. They recast Raven Simone with Terrible. the black girl from Color Friendship. It didn't hit the same. No, it doesn't have enough charisma. I'm sorry. Nope. And then Z three was trash like raven simone was in it but she was just like in a, she was, was she just on, doing on an scene. island she was, yeah, like, but it was like all it was a green screen yeah she's like it's like a video call she's like hey girl i'm the bahamas and it was like what <laughs> I was like, Where, like, <laughs> why aren't the, you here this, they had like the lowest budget cgi <laughs> like it, they had i think one sound stage it was really bad yeah the first um, xenon was fucking good actually mm-hmm. it was a good movie like it was Damn the music! Zoom, zoom, zoom. Okay, why was zoom, zoom, zoom kind of like art pop before art pop? I mean, you said it. It was you Chromatica. It. Like, wait, God got stole. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, whole al- Chromatica was literally Xena. <laughs> Actually, Lady Gaga's now costume designer was the costume designer of Xenon, the girl of 21st century. I believe that. Also, why was, like, uh, Protozoa, like, hot with that platinum spiked hair? 
It was hot. He was very hot. He had an accent. Like, it's like and he was like, Zenon really brown. Car. I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming to the space day. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to watch that today. I'm watching Xenon. Um, okay, okay. Back to back to Degrassi. Let's get on track. Okay. Back to Jesus. Back to Friendship Club. <laughs> so, I, no, let's rewrite um, Zoom, 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 but it's about Jesus. My supernova um, Christ. What's a what's a Christian word? Um, I can't even think. There's no uh, listener. Let us know what. How would you write <laughs> rewrite the, the lyrics of Zoom 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 to make it um, a you know a modern day hymnal? Oh, I like. That. Uh, what's that? Uh, what's that? That cult church that's from Australia. Um... <laughs> like Maori? No. Oh, God. They write all the songs. Hillsong. They're, Hillsong probably oh, is Australia. Already no, that's Maori is New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Hillsong, yeah. <laughs> but they write some bops. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the Canadian version of Hillsong meeting ends and Spinner's a little sketched out, rightfully so. We get to the mall. JT and Liberty show up where Paige is working um, and they're there for a movie night. Manny, Toby, and Emma are also there tagging along. Um, and JT is chatting with Toby about he and Liberty's sex life. Don't really know why that comes up, but... Toby's eager, I guess. He's like he's he's waiting for his moment to like bring up his ravine stories. Um, but it... <laughs> he's like, you know, you know, I've done some stuff. <laughs> Did you just like let me tell you about my sex life? <laughs> Toby's like, I don't want to hear about your sex G- life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Liberty overhears because uh, JT's like, all right, I we don't need to hear about you and Liberty's sex life, and he says it too loud because. Toby's aware, right? He knows his, his his role in the group. He's like, if I'm hearing about this information, it must have been like public information for at least three months, which he's not wrong. Yeah, he's um, like, I'm always so he last says it, to know. Like <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so he says it out loud, kind of like, okay, we get it. You and Liberty have sex, but everyone else is shocked because they didn't know. And Liberty's pissed um, because JT's sharing all their you know, nitty gritty details. And she's, she's pissed off. So she dumps the root 44 size, uh, root beer, uh, down his pants. And, you know, I love how the actor is uh, conveniently wearing pants that were like kind of loose. So she could like easily pull them open. So like, Whoa. Cause like, why would his pants be that loose? <laughs> so he can like pull them like khakis. He pull them that far out to like, comically pour down a drink but it works i would love to see that in person i would laugh at that it does work. i think it's pretty funny yeah i know i've awesome. always kind of wanted to witness a public fight like that like i've always wanted to throw a drink in someone's face i've never i, don't, I never <sighs> would but i've always wanted to throw a drink in someone's face very glee oh i was thinking more like real housewives <laughs> <laughs> that too <laughs> <laughs> classic oh, housewives God. move just throw a drink in someone's fucking face yes <laughs> um it's so but 
It is, but like it just looks so satisfying. So I just want to do it once. It probably feels really good when you do it. Like if you are that mad, you just throw those drink in someone's face. It probably feels amazing. But if so, they punch you in the face. I feel like, as far as I'm concerned, a, a drink in my face is the same as a slap. Like I will hit you back. Like yeah. I will hit you. Like that's yeah. you assaulted me. I'm gonna punch you. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be I'd be terrified of the consequences of throwing someone throwing a drink in someone's face. So, I if you I do, you have to yet. run. You have to run immediately. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, Liberty leaves, and JT ends up following her home in his car, and ends up picking her up. Um, uh, and they're having they're having an argument, like back and forth. Uh, Liberty's asking him to grow up. And JT's asking her to respect him. And they're just not coming to an agreement. And uh, and Liberty's talking about how they had made a decision. And, you know, and now they're having to deal with the consequences. And JT's completely clueless of what's going on. Mm-mm. And so she's like, remember the time that we used that king-sized condom? And I was like, oh, JT. He won't of learn. JT, you have to use a penis pump. What do you use a king size? You don't need that. You need the regular kind. Come on, man. Just regular. That's fine. I feel like Those Manny things- heard. <laughs> Manny heard about that, and she's like, "Ugh, oh, Liberty. Ugh, oh, if only she's you like, knew." She's like, "Well, I really dodged a bullet for real." Because it's like, um, I mean, there's always that joke about guys like oh, the whole king size con. Like, oh, I need the magnums, but like condoms the regular kinds they just they they stretch so much there's so much space there you don't need I know. well some people need that but you don't need that <laughs> exactly. you don't need that exactly. okay it's not for you it's not, yes. it's not made for you all right um the the ball is dropped when liberty says i'm pregnant and at that moment, JT crashes the car into a lamppost. And I was like, well, damn. <laughs> it's a full fucking bus shelter. Yes. Because I mean, the whole like, thing cracked the glass. It's bad. Yeah. I was concerned. I was like, wait, does someone get hurt? But no one is. Um, and then you realize <laughs> that they crashed in front of the school. And everybody rushes out to make sure they're okay. And I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. This ain't good. Fucking like losers. Um, but Miss Mrs. H is like, okay, I'm glad you're all okay. I'm gonna go call the police so we can sort this out. Um, we're inside a media merging class, and everyone is distracted by the police talking with JT and Liberty. Snake is like, come on, guys, focus. We are talking about some sort of obscure computer language, and this is important. Uh, JT and Liberty arrive and um, JT is like still in shock. And so he's asking lots of details to Liberty mm-hmm. um, and Liberty is uh, talking about how she's three months pregnant, um, but she doesn't want to be. And JT is like saying like, okay, like alluding to the options that she has. And Liberty's like, what are you talking about? An abortion? I don't even want to think about an abortion, let alone like get one. And so I have a hard time believing that Liberty, Miss Madame Machiavelli, Madame, I run shit. I am Napoleon and it's indoor fucking hockey. (laughs) 
would not have an abortion. Like, Liberty is actually, like, more than Manny is a candidate of, like, yeah. I have a fucking, I have plans, dude. I cannot, be, I, I had a hard time believing that. I mean, I know it's why, because we already had an abortion story, so we do need to, like, see someone have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, for drama. But I'm yeah. like, um, Liberty would have had an abortion. Liberty would have found out she was pregnant and that shit by herself and then told JT a year later, like, oh, yeah, I had an abortion. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Yeah. I figured that shit out. The <laughs> that's another thing that's not really believable for Liberty is that she like gets this weird, like highly conservative edit, like all of a sudden, um, which is unfortunate. Like she's going to take a pregnancy cause... test. And I'm like, I mean, I guess, I guess they were in the, to the writer's credit. I think they were trying to give us the whole, like Liberty is so capable, but she can't handle this. So the point is that like, she's, she's miss everything, miss a, you know, miss president, right. but she, she, feel she can't she's it's out out of her um she's out of her depth because she hasn't even gotten i feel like she would have at least got a pregnancy test though like liberty like liberty would have probably taken like five and like they were all positive like i feel like she wouldn't be like a woman knows i just intuitively yeah it's it's this episode feels very out of character for her yeah outside of the fact that she's trying to control jt that was that was on that was on brand yeah yeah um, we get to the calf and Darcy sits down next or across from Spinner and, um, they're chatting about last night, uh, in room 316 at the friendship club, i.e. the Christian club. Um, but Darcy's defending it and saying it's fun. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said that. It's Oh my god. This is giving very much like a secret life of American teenager, like that one Her blonde hair Christian is girl. Even the same as the mean girl. That deep part with all the extensions. I have a question for you. Spinner's reaction mm-hmm. to her is like he's very creeped out. It's not just that like, oh I don't know you're a Christian. He's actually like weirded out by it. He is like as if he's never met a Christian before. I'm like I mean, I don't know what it's like in Canada, but I feel like it's like um, they exist there. Um, I'm curious for someone who would definitely lived life more like, you know, I was also raised Christian, but like, eh, YOLO, you're more Christian <laughs> than I was. Um, did you ever have interactions with people who, when they found like, you're like, oh, I'm actually Christian. I go to Christian university. Did they react this way as like, whoa. Or were they like, oh, okay. I feel like the reaction typically is like, oh, okay. Like you're Christian. You know? Um, <laughs> The thing is, is that, like, even if, like, they don't, I think if if, if it's, it, it's yes and no. So, like, a lot of times when you describe something, like, it's kind of, it's embarrassing. So people kind of are shocked that you, as, like, a young person, um, like, are, like, actively making these choices that are, like, not cool and surprise not fun um (laughs) and so i think it's kind of like spinner was kind of like creeped out but i think it's more so like they're just people are kind of weirded out and they like uh don't really know how to like kind of place you because it's I always felt really uncomfortable bringing it up because people automatically think that you're like judging them which christians are (laughs) they say they are but they are um Mm -hmm. Uh, and so you constantly are like now like aware of like how you're behaving and like what you're like what you do and what you say. 
um, it changes. And so for me, like I always hated bringing it up because it just made people like either consciously or unconsciously feel uncomfortable. Like the dynamic changes. Um, and mm-hmm. like, it's just, it's just weird. And so I think not so much like creeped out, but people just like all of a sudden become weird around you. Um, which is why I hated telling people that I was a Christian, but then I felt guilty about not telling people I was a Christian. So I started going to FCA to to make a more public (laughs) statement. And I was like, I can't do this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cause he, he does react to her in a very, like, he found out she was like, well, a Scientologist or something that's a little more like, Oh, like, you know, like, like, Oh, like, you know, it's like, yeah she's a christian and she loves christian stuff like it's not she's like yeah i i, I drink coca-cola <laughs> but i love how he was like he asked her at one point like uh because she's like talking about all these things that she does do and you know just because i'm a christian doesn't mean you know i don't do these things and so um <laughs> she's she's saying like oh i'm not in a cult and so spitter asked her if she does drink if she drinks coffee which i thought was funny because mormons aren't allowed to drink uh coffee I, for a moment i thought oh she mormon i thought it was like another thing she's like oh i do everything he's like oh do you drink coffee and she's like actually i don't <laughs> actually i can't do that's that. the like, one thing i don't i can't do that <laughs> i know i can't have and i drinks. wish that i know i wish that she was like i can i could do lots of fun things and it's like well like do you like what can you what are some things you can't she's exactly. like no. Can you smoke? Can you drink? Not that not that I'm wanting to do these things right now, but like I would just like to know if you're open to the possibilities. It's like when you're a Christian, you automatically have this like it's like I'm a Christian that people automatically like map out in the brain like, all right, all these things are cut off as possibilities and it's well, weird. You know part of it though, because I know in the short time I was on the apps, like I definitely always swipe left on someone who called themselves Christian in their bio because not because I'm like Christians are bad, but because it was like, if you are making that proclamation, typically you live a life that is Christian, which is fine, but it's not for me. Right. Like I, I'm exactly. not, I'm, it's, it's, it's a put off for me, not because I'm like, you're bad or I don't want to associate with you, but, um, I don't live my life that way. And dating somebody like if I, if any, anyone I, I share a life with would have to be agnostic or, you know, maybe yeah. spiritual, but they, if you're like going to the extent of like, I am, you know, Mm-hmm. a practicing blank that it gets dicey because i'm like well i'm not and you have to be okay with me not doing being that yeah. or you know unless they have good snacks in which case i'm like i might get married <laughs> i will say mormons do have good they have good snacks and good like they love goldfish because they're fucking all them kids they got they got they always like eat they, they, they always got snacks crackers. they got fruit leather and goldfish hell yeah um, but Darcy and Spinner, they're going on a date and they are going to be drinking coffee. She has not, uh, <laughs> determined whether or not it's decaf or if she's going to be getting a herbal tea, but we will see. She's getting a hot cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, 
we get a, this montage scene in the pharmacy. JT is looking for a pregnancy test. He's he's dazed and confused. He doesn't know what his future holds. And, you know, he's getting the classic montage of like, oh my God, there's babies everywhere. Will that be me? Like kind of, you know. You know what would have been funny? is like Because it's, he's in the family planning section, which includes condoms, condoms and Usually it's condoms, Ooh. then there's birth, there's pregnancy tests, and feminine hygiene is usually over there, and they have yeah. tampons and shit. I wish there would have been a funny joke if he had just gone to get a pregnancy test and looked over and just the king size condom. <laughs> just <laughs> haunting him. Like, oh, my nemesis. Damn it. If only I was better endowed. If only my dick was big. <laughs> this is, the, the issue isn't that I wore the wrong size <laughs> condom. The issue is that my dick is small. If it had been bigger, this wouldn't have and that's male logic. That's that's the lesson you would walk through. Like, shit, only my dick was huge. <laughs> and that's all misogyny. <sighs> um, but we we also see that there's a help wanted sign on the counter as he's checking out. Um, we get to Liberty's house, and Danny sees JT. Danny is Liberty's brother. Uh, he sees JT waiting outside the bathroom, and he makes a comment about how Liberty's always in there, and she's always taking so much time. He better get used to it. Um, but JT's like, Danny, go away. Uh, we we have things to do, <laughs> you know. Um. So. Uh, Liberty comes out with a positive test and, you know, the, the facts are, are setting in. Uh, the next day at school, uh, JT is uh, trying to audition for the morning announcements, um, but he's obviously has his mind elsewhere. He is constantly messing up the words and inserting like pregnancy adjacent words, mm-hmm. like knocked up. Uh, baby, lots of, you know, hot, uh, you know. A lot of Freudian slips he's having. Yes, exactly. Um, he runs out of the audition kind of because he's like going to be sick. He, you know, his mind's going, his mind's going a million hours a minute and Liberty goes after him. JT expresses that he feels like uh, Liberty is always trying to control him with his future and career paths, which Liberty has been making lots of um, uh, comments towards uh, all episode about how he's not, you know, he's not making the correct choices when it comes to his career and future, <laughs> which is like, JT's never had that, but okay. Um, and... Um, uh, but JT is kind of showing concern that Liberty's not taking her future seriously. Like she needs to go to a doctor um, and get things checked out. Um, but Liberty's just, you know, fed up with him and says that he, she doesn't need his help. Um, we, they kind of have a blow up fight like, and then they like, separate. I can do bad all by myself. Mm. It's like, but no, no Liberty, like actually. <laughs> You need to go to the doctor. Yeah. But it it kind of appears that she's... acid, mama. Like, come on. Exactly. She's... It's it's aware that she's, like... She's, like, accepting the fact she's pregnant, but she's kind of in denial about, like... Mm -hmm. You know, what things need to take place. Yeah. Um, JT and Toby are outside, and JT 
tells him about the pregnancy. And Toby's like, oh, Toby's getting all the information this episode. And he's like, this is everyone, a lot for me. Everyone, Toby is just like the person you dump things on. Like nothing happens to Toby, but he just like, you just tell Toby all your shit. Because you're like, you don't have friends. Exactly. <laughs> Who are you going to tell my secrets to? Sit down and listen. <laughs> damn, damn. It's sad because like, I think Toby and JT are talking about like they're reminiscing about um, like their past memories and past things that they were doing. And I wish Toby would be like, I feel like you only come to me when you're in crisis. Like, why aren't you my friend all the time? Also, no one ever asks me how I'm doing. I literally am just sitting someplace (laughs) and someone shows up and is like, Toby, (laughs) I've got to read it. It's like, why... Like, maybe I have gonorrhea. You stop to think. Maybe I have things happening. And no, I don't. I'm sitting here playing with a fucking fucking toy truck. I'm doing great. Like, but still, I wish someone would ask me, like, hey, Toby, how are you feeling after your one friend died? Exactly. <laughs> are you okay? No one cares. Exactly. Um, and Toby's offering up some solutions to help out JT. And, uh, but JT's not really hearing it. He's just upset for how uh, Liberty treats him. We get to the dot uh, for Darcy and Spinner's date, and Darcy arrives with a mix CD of surprise secular music. I did not hear any Christian artists in there, no. so that's good. She's like, yeah. I, <laughs> She's I cool. She, lis- she doesn't only listen to Jesus music. She listens to secular music, too. <laughs> um, and this is when Spinner you know, tells her about his uh, past as a beauty. Was now what do they call beauty pageants? But for little boys, I forget what they're called. I don't know, but I know Justin Timberlake used to be in that shit. Yep, <laughs> yep. I, he, he, he's probably he in there tootin'. with Justin Timberlake. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, he's kind of you know being honest with. Darcy and kind of showing his more vulnerable side. And this is when Jimmy rolls in and he's like, Darcy, you know, I would be careful. <laughs> Spinner's dangerous. He tends to get people shot. And I was like, oh, shit. That was a great line. He was like, he tends to get people shot. And I'm like, honestly, I was the same thing. I'm like, watch your back, girl. I know. I wish I had. And I roll away. Because it's, so, it's also so- <laughs> It's also so lighthearted as well and like sarcastic. And it's like, oh, that's that's a good like Jimmy will forever have the like right to like dog spinner for the rest of his oh, life. Yes. Until I walk and in. He- and I, not even that, because walking in does not take away the trauma that I, it was induced from all the shit I went through. I'm going to bring this shit up whenever I want. Like when you're on a hot date. <laughs> exactly. I will show up to the birth of your child and I'll bring that shit up. Exactly. Um, and uh, and he's like, he, like he's creative with it. He like tries to think of some like witty things to say mm-hmm. each time. He, like, like, he okay, like does Jimmy. bits. Like he kind of like. Yeah. He, he adds like, a character. Like, I'm like, okay. Like he's having fun with it. <laughs> listen, get, yeah, give him that. It's like, listen, things have been rough. Like let him have that. I know. Um, but. You know, it's kind of an awkward situation for Darcy and Spinner. And Spinner's kind of like, ah, shit, what's going to happen between the two of us? We are back at school and 
JT asks Liberty if he can do the announcements, um, but Liberty can't trust him to handle this. She doesn't think he's responsible enough, and JT's had him enough. He decides that he's going to break up with her, which is a bold move to break up with your pregnant girlfriend. Pregnant girlfriend. <laughs> three months pregnant. Not even like she mad pregnant, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, shit, she's getting real. She's like, three months is early. <laughs> like, there's still hope. You could this probably is- still convince her to get an abortion. Exactly. And this is also like, like, uh, very 16 and pregnant of like the back and forth of like, you fought like teenage drama of like constantly on and off again, but then also like someone's pregnant. It's like, ah, this is <laughs> not great. This reminds us um, why children shouldn't have babies. Cause it's like, you guys are exactly. unstable in a mess. Like adults can't even handle this shit, let alone teenagers. Exactly. Um, we get outside school and Darcy approaches Spinner and asks why she didn't get the whole story um, when Spinner first told her about why he had to repeat this school year. And Spinner feels bad about um, this sh- about the shooting being his fault. And I mean, that's right to feel bad. But Darcy explains that Spinner, you can't make Jenny forgive forgive you especially if you haven't forgiven yourself and i was like ah shit here comes jesus you know who forgives everything you've done jesus jesus christ jesus christ it's actually good to get you yeah she's i mean but like as someone that's you know recovering from religious trauma and learning more about it each day. The the easiest way to convert people are the most vulnerable people. And Spinner is highly vulnerable at this time, seeking yeah. any sort of community. Um, and Darcy Darcy sees that and she's like, all right, we're getting another one the, for Friendship Club. I, I don't think, do you think it's insidious like that? Do you think she's like, I'm a snag and worse? I think she, I think she believes her, believes it. No. I think she, she, you know, she's not faking the funk. I think she's like, hey. You seem like you're hurting. You know who also I, hurt a lot, but for us, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think I think she's her intentions are fine. I think every, everyone's intentions are fine, but you also have an idea of like you kind of learn it's like oh like who, who needs Jesus the most? The people that are in their darkest time, i.e. people in their people's most vulnerable time. That's like, fair. It's it's just phrased differently. There's a reason why they don't hit up bitches who thrive in. You know, like, hey, I'm like, girl. Just, she's like, oh, my my, sacri- my my sacrifice to Satan seems to be working, so I don't think I need to convert. <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> who's, a, who's evangelizing motherfucking Beyonce? No one. Like, no one. She's like, she... <laughs> She already sold her soul. Like, she's like, I'm doing great. Illuminati. <laughs> oh, my God. Why would I change? Why, why would I change? <laughs> Actually, you know what's next for Beyonce? She's going to have a gospel album. And it's going to be fucking amazing. She's going to convert us all. I want her to do, when I, what kind of album I want her to really do? A country album. Because she, she teased the country. She gave us country. I'm like, no, do a full oh. country album, bitch. Full country. Make them sick. Wait. Make them sick. Are you talking about that collaboration she did with the Dicks, formerly well, known as the Dixie Chicks? The Dicks, <laughs> the Chicks, 
obsessed with dicks for a little bit. They, they, they missed an opportunity with that. They should have changed <laughs> we, it to the, to we're the dicks. The dicks. <laughs> but, <laughs> I wish they had. No, I mean, she did she did perform with them on CMT, but it was her song on Lemonade. Uh, like, my daddy said, shoot. I can't sing more than that because Beyonce will fucking actually murder me. But Daddy Said Shoot or whatever, that was her song. And she collaborated with them, which is like really like full circle because it was like, ooh, they didn't want to like call the song country because a black woman. So then she brought the fucking chicks who already had like burned versions of country. I was like, yes, bitch. But um, I want to do a full country album. That That would fucking eat. Like if Beyonce went full like country girl. Oh, my God. I pull a Madonna. Just I'm country now. Everything's country. Like the aesthetic. She's a country chick. She's a song I'm the Dolly new Parton. Americana bitch. Oh. oh my God. Dolly Parton, the chicks. And um, she's blessed her. Already like Dolly's already said it's okay. So she's oh, that'd be sick. And and what um uh Country Roads, black country artist, what's his name? Darius Rucker? No. <laughs> Darius Rucker is also added to the list. No, the new, the younger guy that like oh, had like yes, yes, and they both do a country song exactly. together. Oh. Beyonce, shut, fucking cut it out. But it's okay. Renaissance oh my gosh. Still, is still eating, so it's like we're gonna let you finish this, and next time come back with a country album. And Shania Twain. Oh, Shania Twain said she would have voted for Trump though. Are you, are you she kidding said, me? She said, I could have voted say that America. I would have voted for Trump. I was like, yeah, I, I've been like, me and Shania have been on the outs for a while. So I'm like, no. Shania. Why I mean, I like her music still, me? but it's like, Shania Twain. Fucking Kim, you're Canadian. Uh, shut up. Why are okay, you what year did she say this in? It was after like 2016. It was after he was elected. <laughs> Not that okay, but ago. maybe like, maybe she's changed her mind since now. Shania Twain was at the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. She said, let's, she, she said, let's go, girls. <laughs> and she, 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 she fucking stormed the Capitol. No. Let's go, girls. <laughs> you know, she's like actually really into riding horses as well. Yeah. That's how they be. But anyway. She's a Lyme, she's a Lyme disease survivor as well. I, you know what? I'm going to stand up for the Canadians. I, I I refuse to believe that. I think she said it as a joke. She was misquoted. It was misquoted. I'm sorry. I don't need. Uh, there's too many dope ass Canadians that like, I'm like. Celine is right there. Like, Celine's never said anything about Donald Trump. I don't think. Because Celine Dion lives in her own little world. Anyway. Um. Is it the end of the okay. episode though? Uh no. Okay, we got one more scene. Oh we'll my bad. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Um. But uh, Darcy admits that she likes Spinner, and they're like, "Aw, we might have a moment," and Spinner might be converted. <laughs> um, we get our last scene in the hallway. It's JT and Liberty, and JT says, "You know, he's kind of calmed down, a little bit more apologetic, and he says he got a job to help with the cost of her. Oh, sorry, to help with the cost and to help her." Uh, Liberty says that, you know. They're not back together. And JT says he knows that he won't abandon her or this baby. And then Liberty admits, which that would have been a good last line, but they had to add this Liberty line at the end that said she admits that she's never needed help with anything. And then that's the end of the episode. And mm. she's still pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, no. Damn it. I know. 
I think it's when JT Hirsch was pregnant and crashed that car, I was on purpose. <laughs> Your subconscious, mayhaps? <laughs> mayhaps is true. Um, that's a great episode, though. I do like that episode. Um, I'm interested to see this JT Liberty pregnancy. Oh, okay. She's spitting. Um, Storyline. Um, Laura, <laughs> what was your song choice? <laughs> Like, all right, she's trying to get her on the next Beyonce country album over here. Um, <laughs> my song choice, because there's lots of secrets being kept in this episode. So we got Spinner. We got um, Darcy keeping her reality of what this club and hanging out is. We've mm-hmm. got Liberty and her secret pregnancy. Um, and I chose Dirty Little Secret. By the All American Rejects. Ooh, that's great. I I, I also yeah. um, went with the, the theme of secrets and like the specifically the secrets like coming out. Um, and Ooh. it was cleaning out my closet by Eminem. Oh shit! You got some good ones. Thank you, especially Spinner, because like you know Spinner loves Eminem. <laughs> you can tell. I mean. He was it? Did he have a blonde hair phase? No, that was Sean. No, Spinner had, he had the shaved down had like, hoodie. But yeah, he had the, he had went full Eminem, and I think that someone called him Eminem. Some shady ones, but Spinner did mm-hmm. have like the white blonde. He is was like definitely like liked Eminem. He also probably liked like Fred Durst. Oh my God, Spinner is Fred Durst. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, but like he. Like, yeah, and the page is like his Britney. Oh my god, sick! sick. And he he is he is burning a lot of bridges left and right, and mm-hmm. having a lot of a lot of flings around the school. So, <sighs> yeah, I think he is the friend Durst. Mm-hmm. I think he is. Well, um, next week we'll be back, um, hopefully without Fred Durst's. Um, Spoiler alert. I should be saying spoiler alert before I read the synopses for the next episodes. But, like, um, I just figure you should know this. But we're doing wedding. It's been a a few years. It's been a while. Um, We're doing episodes five and six, weddings, parties, anything. And I still haven't found what I'm looking for. In weddings, parties, anything, downtown Sasquatch has a wedding gig. And Craig decides to put all of his focus on the music. But things get complicated when Manny and Ellie vie for Craig's attention. Craig letter, later forgives Manny for having an abortion of her child two years ago. Did he have to forgive her? <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, wow. wow. I know okay. he was harboring resentment this whole time. What the <laughs> fuck? Anyway, meanwhile, Joey has a date with the bride's sister, but wonders if he's too old for her when he overhears her friends gossiping about him. And in I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, at his father's urging, Jimmy tries out for the National Wheelchairs Sports Association's junior basketball team, even though he wants to concentrate on his art. Meanwhile, Liberty and JT attempt to keep Danny from telling their parents about the bebe. <laughs> the bebe. The bebe. Wow. Uh, okay, I right. can't wait to fucking shit on Craig. I didn't know he was. he had to forgive her for what? More? Well, let's okay. 
the thing is, is that apparently Degrassi is like, we need, we have a big market in America and we are learning that we need to have more conservative views on abortion. So we got to cut down Manny. Okay. We got to slut shame her and then refuse. We got to give her another slut shaming storyline. We're gonna give, uh, you know, a kind of, cause I feel like Peter's very like all American boy look. So they, mm-hmm. we got we got an aspirational blonde blue eyed male, mm-hmm. and we've got to then shame Manny again for the abortion that she had, yeah, previously two years um, ago by her ex. Like, can we please move <gasps> on from this? Like, okay, <sighs> she the baby would be walking at this point. Like, let it go. I know. And then we got to be, we got to like somehow like also shame Manny into like possibly going back to Craig. Like what the fuck is happening? Yeah. This is interesting choices from Degrassi, but can't wait to see it. We lying if I said I didn't. Um, Is there anything else you want to say to the people before we say goodbye? I know we, this is a long episode, but I hope you had fun. I know. Um, no, please send us a DM or give us a comment. Give us a shout on our Instagram, EWS pod, and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And don't forget to leave us a rating, um, leave us a review. If you're not already subscribed, if you're just checking us out now, go ahead and subscribe to us and, or, you know, go over to Solid Listen and um, hit up at Patreon there's so much great content across the network. So um, mm-hmm. hit those folks up because they've got some really interesting stuff that I really enjoy um, yeah. lis- uh, listening to. Um, but thank you so much for listening once again. And as always, we'll catch you later, broomheads. Bye, broomheads. <laughs>